In a world where 80s is considered retro, comics now dominate the movies, and toys grace the shelves of every IT call center, we are the The Near Mint Fanboys. Everybody, welcome to this next episode of the Near Mint Fanboys. I'm Fred, and I'm here with our esteemed co-host Brian. Hey guys, and Chase. How's it going? Hey guys, it's been a while. Just a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I heard the uh, Batman v Superman's out on DVD. We want to talk about. It. <laughs> I think we covered it. <laughs> well, I Not will the extended say this version, because I have purchased it and watched it. Same here. Yeah, it's kind of nice addition to have a little Steppenwolf. Oh, movie. yeah. I hope he gets a redesign in the Justice League. <laughs> but, yeah, I actually liked it. I got the, I bought the, the digital version weeks ago, and then I bought the Target a special edition version. It came with, like, a 60-page booklet. Oh, cool. It falls out. has a weird 90s chromium cover. <laughs> 90s chromium covers. Yeah. Well, we've got a, a lot of cool stuff to talk about on this episode. Uh, this one is a, a an episode where we've been wanting to do for a while, I think even in the early stages of... Of putting this together, as we wanted to do an all Masters of the Universe episode. Absolutely. Uh, but before we get to the bulk of it, San Diego Comic Con uh, was this weekend. Yeah, that was a thing that happened, huh? That was a thing that happened. <laughs> yeah, Diego, surely no say. other no other nerd podcasts are going to have their Comic Con episode I think we got coming an exclusive out. on this one. Right? Yeah, we do. We might actually get this one out in a timely manner, also. <laughs> Oh, actually, before we even get into any of our uh, Comic-Con news, I did actually want to mention something that happened. Uh, we we almost kind of sort of got a, a shout-out. Our Twitter account almost got a shout-out on another podcast, on a popular podcast. What? Uh, yeah, are you guys uh, familiar with uh, a guy who used to be on a Saturday Night Live named uh, Horatio Sands? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah he has a, a podcast called The Horatio. Okay. And I started listening to it uh, a few months ago, and he had an episode. Oh, I forgot. I wish I had the the number of it. It'll but, be in the show notes. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. But it, uh, it was hilarious. It, it's basically him, and he'll have different uh, comedian guests. And basically, the show was just all improv. They had an episode where uh, it was just like a robot that you know came to life and just like harassed <laughs> him for the whole episode. And uh, on our Twitter account, I tweeted to the the show and to Horatio Sands himself saying that that episode to me I felt was like the funniest comedy album in like 20 years <laughs> and of course they you know they liked it and he tweeted us back saying he agreed and then on their their next episode uh, they actually talked about that tweet they never mentioned our Twitter account <laughs> <laughs> But uh, if you listen to the episode after that one, which, again, we'll have in the show notes, the, the very first conversation they have as they open the show is talking about that tweet that, that I posted about their album. And they were talking about, yeah, I agree to, like, suck that, Bill Cosby. <laughs> <laughs> and they were just like, well, they, they thought it was cool that I referred to that episode as an album. And uh-huh. they were just, like, joking. I was like, maybe he put it on CD, which I actually did. <laughs> I did burn it on the CD. Uh, so anyway, so that's a little news I wanted. Podcast mixtapes coming. Next. Uh, yeah, so Horatio Sands, if you want to be on the Near Mint Fanboys, please please <laughs> give us a call, <laughs> give tweet us, us. 
Tweet us at Mirrorman Fan Points. Whatever. I don't, we've got all kinds of ways you can get a hold of us. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that's our uh, second celebrity encounter since our first one was the uh, uh, Chocolate Rain guy followed us on Twitter. <laughs> right. That was so epic. <laughs> yeah. So we're we're big time guys. Talk it, Mark Maron, and, and we've only done one episode. Yeah, all that and from one episode, ladies and gentlemen. So, this so is, it's this, only up from here, guys. Yeah. So you guys are about to wow. you're in for a treat on this one. It's only up from here until we have the dissension episode where you know we all walk off the stage and everything like that, <laughs> and then we have a reunion episode where we all come back. Oh, oh cool. yeah, we all have to go through that uh, drama queen diva stage. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's that's gonna happen. You know. I like so. that you see that we'll be performing on stage. <laughs> so we did want to open our, our episode with some of the San Diego Comic-Con uh, news that came out over the weekend. Oh, man. Uh, I mostly just watched trailers that caught my attention. Anything in particular catch your guys' attention that you want to do? Yeah, there, was, there was lots of good trailers for stuff. Uh, lots Excited about a lot of movies coming out. Excited for some of the TV shows coming out. Uh, the one that caught my attention and really surprised me was uh, Legion. By uh, uh, which is based um, on the X Men character Professor X's son. Uh, you know, he has multiple personalities, yeah. and they, each personality has its own power set uh, and things like that. And it's going to be done on FX, and it it was looks surprisingly good. Yeah. And it's they're actually, from what I understand, it's being, it's tied into the uh, Fox's Marvel uh, yes. X Men universe. So. Yeah, because they they say oh, mutants yeah. and everything like that. It's it they're not they're not shying away from that like uh uh what was the 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 uh late 90s early 2000 show uh, mutant x oh mutant x yeah. <laughs> so yeah that one was definitely a surprise for gen con for me because i wasn't expecting them so to see that one but man there's so many other good ones yes yeah, i think that's the only trailer i hadn't watched yet. i was hoping did they do a guardians of the galaxy one yesterday no well there was one they showed shown, footage but didn't but there was a, it didn't it. it didn't get mass release so yeah. yet that I expect like we'll misstep. see that uh, when uh, Doctor Strange comes yeah. hits theaters, or at least getting closer to Doctor Strange hitting theaters. Yeah, I like that, uh, the Doctor Strange trailer, even though at some point it just turned into, uh, what was that movie with the oh, building? Yeah, Inception. See, I, a lot of people say, oh, it looks like Inception, but it's it's from that one scene yeah. that the, the building kind of folds upon itself. So I, it doesn't look like Inception to me. I mean, I, I guess I, I get where people yeah. see that. I think they used it like too much in the at the end of the trailer. Right. <laughs> just like, oh, guys. Uh, but seeing uh, uh, Mads Mickelson in oh, his, his out or his, his makeup face. and everything, <laughs> dude, that guy looked fantastic. Who is he playing? Uh, I'm not really sure to be he, honest. He's playing like they were, they said who he's playing, but I don't uh, remember the name. We may have to look it up here in a minute. Right? Yeah, I, know, I know. I know. Uh, he's I know. I always say his name wrong, but the the. Traditionally, he's always been a villain of Doctor Strange, uh, Mordred. Right, but that's not who he's playing. No, I know, but his... He's playing his, like, second-in-command or something like that. Right, but the other guy who was in the trailer with him, the guy who was uh, in Serenity as the assassin, he was in the movie Kinky Boots. Mm -hmm. I can't say his name, so I'm not even trying to butcher it. But he's playing Mordred. Yes. So that's kind of exciting for me because... Either in this one he's going to become a bad guy, mm-hmm. or at the end of it he's going to become a bad guy setting up for a second film. Yeah. Uh, so I'm really excited about that to see those two actors go against yeah. each other and, and be because they've got a fantastic <laughs> cast for this film. Absolutely. <laughs> and it's like the end credit scene is Thanos getting even a little bit closer to Earth. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit closer. Uh, the character, Mad Mickelson's character's name is Kegelius. 
Mm. I'm not a big enough. I don't know yeah, enough about Doctor Strange that. to know. Yeah. I think I read one Doctor Strange comic, what? and it was that number one that came out a few months ago. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's yeah, it's. I don't know. So, well, <laughs> you know what? We'll go see the movie and yeah, figure, we'll, it we'll figure it out. Yeah, go look um, it up. I'm sure he kind of like uh, uh, Milketh, you know, kind of a small part in uh, the in some of the Thor comics. He wasn't real well known and everything like that. And now everyone knows who he is. Now everybody yeah. knows who he is. I'm sure this will be the same way, <laughs> you know. Um, and then uh, saw the CW trailers. Yeah, those. Were oh good. my goodness, I'm so excited for what the CW is doing. Yeah. The 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 stuff with Legends of Tomorrow, the stuff with uh, Arrow, Flash. Now that Supergirl's on there. Yeah. And hoping, hoping they actually get the Constantine thing to go through. Yeah. Because apparently the Constantine episodes that showed in season five, no, season four, four of Arrow, yeah. were the two highest rated episodes for Arrow that mm-hmm. season. He was in another episode. Was and it just one? I, I thought, thought it was. One. I thought it was a two-part and, episode, and he was in. No, no it was just the one. Yeah. He got mentioned in like the season finale, yeah. where, oh, okay. uh, where Ollie's just like, "Yeah, well, I talked to Constantine, and he that, told me." Maybe that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> well, and the funny thing is, uh, that show, the Constantine shows now, be able to view on CW Seat. Yeah. Right. Well, and that that's, and Supergirl. It's another good piece of news is that. Uh, CW signed a, an exclusive contract with uh, a kind of an exclusive contract with Netflix that as soon as the oh, season yeah. is over for them on the show, it immediately that next week will show up mm-hmm. on Netflix the full season. Cool. So you'll be able to check that out. And I, that's something we should probably should talk about at some other point is all of the exclusive deals Netflix is getting. Yeah. It is crazy what kind of yeah. stuff they're. It's, it's worth the increase in <laughs> subscription. Right. Wow. You know, I mean, they are getting. To the point where, you know, Netflix might be the only thing you need. Yeah. <laughs> into that point. Especially yeah. if you're, you know, a comic fan like we are, uh, in, into all of those shows. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff on there. Well, I'll say this, as far as SDC news, biggest thing I got out of it was the uh, the trailers for Justice League and Wonder Woman. Oh, yeah. Uh, that Justice League trailer, uh, didn't see a whole lot, but you did see a lot in regards to the character interactions and... You know, one thing I noticed, uh, you know, following all the backlash people gave Batman versus Superman, uh, just the negativity, and then hearing Scott Snyder and uh, Jeff Johns and everyone saying, you know, when they started filming Superman, you know, or excuse me, started filming Justice League, you know, we took into account what y'all were saying for this movie. <laughs> like we put and Scott it, Snyder in his place. Yeah. And you saw that with this trailer. Yeah. Just the character interactions alone. Yeah. Uh, the interaction in the comedy was almost jarring to me after wow. coming off of Batman v Superman. Right. It almost seemed like, like Ben Affleck is just playing Ben Affleck now with his deliveries and stuff. Like uh, I, it's, yeah, so exciting. The most I can say about it is all you Aquaman naysayers, y'all are <laughs> about to be proven wrong when this film comes yeah. out. Dude, they get you. <laughs> when he said, I heard you could talk to fish, yeah. I was like, ah! <laughs> I thought there was a misstep there because I was hoping that at the end of that, like, it would be a, a you know, it would go black and then come back with, like, you know, a shark coming <laughs> yeah, the screen something or something like, like that. that. Well, you know, going back to the Ben Affleck thing, you know, there was a little comedy he tried in Batman versus Superman, yeah. but it felt forced. Yeah. This, everything yeah. in the this trailer, just the joking and the care, it all felt natural. Even. The dynamic between Batman and Wonder Woman in the yeah. trailer, it was just so natural. I mean, the, the chemistry was there. It, yeah. it, it felt like, and I, again, this is a trailer, and we've all been proven wrong by trailers before. I hope it's not the case with this, because yeah. I really enjoyed the trailer. It's probably one of the best trailers DC has put out for any one of their films. Yeah. It's just a teaser. And it's yeah. Exactly. It's just a teaser. 
you got the comedy, but it 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 finally felt like a Marvel movie. And I you know I don't like comparing Marvel and DC, <laughs> but you kind of it's hard not to. Yeah. Well, my issue always with DC movies has been since they started it is we got to be dark, we got to be serious, and, and everyone thinks well DC's more mature. No, DC's comics are not mature. Marvel is not more childlike. I mean, for every childlike Marvel comic, there's a dark, mature Marvel comic, and vice versa. So you need to have that balance if you're going to build a a movie universe to appease all your fans. Right. Yeah, and um, I think they're I think they're doing it. I really like the uh, I like the Flash. I like the Flash costume. It's very injustice looking. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a little more armory. Um, yeah. And and hopefully they explain that in the film why it's that way. You yeah. know, it looks like Barry built his own costume yeah. and things like that. And I, I'm kind of curious to see how they how they do Barry's backstory in this one. I don't yeah. think it looked as armory as it did in Batman vs Superman. I think it, it's more. Oh yeah, yes, it looks armory, armor. but it looks more streamlined. Yeah. I think when they had the uh, they had all those uh, internet reporters go out to the set a few weeks ago, and I think this is the footage that they watched there also. Oh, okay. And when, again, they took a, a walk around the set and stuff, and like somebody was saying, like it looked like there was in the Flash's uh, layer <laughs> that looked like there was another like earlier version of a costume, and that this one is like pieced together by like stuff. It looks like he okay. manages to get that would be interesting. I like I said, I it definitely is a trailer that made me very interested in the film. It yeah. made me really excited at the same time, which I can't really say that about a whole lot of the previous DC movie trailers. Yeah. You know, even for me, Suicide Squad's trailers haven't been that great. Um, you know, I... I dig them. I, my, I, th- I think my biggest problem was the one where they used uh, the Bohemian Rhapsody for oh, the yeah. trailer. It just, it didn't fit. And it yeah. just made me look at the trailer and go, What? <laughs> I was like, I, it, it, it doesn't fit with the visuals you're showing. No. You know, um, but that's just me. I, I know a lot of people liked it and everything like that. And I am still excited to see Suicide Squad. Yeah. Suicide Squad is going to be very transitional for the cinemat, their cinematic universe because I believe they went back and reshot some stuff after all the backlash from Batman and Superman yeah. was getting. Well, I don't think it was because of the backlash from Batman and Superman from some of the stuff I read. It's just that after they viewed it, they realized they missed some stuff yeah. or things didn't quite flow as well as they wanted them to. Well, and it's getting back to what I was saying is it seems like they're trying to trans from what I've gathered from the trailers uh, they're trying to transition that to from the very dark serious into the more lighthearted feeling for the, what, the what direction that it looks like they're tr- going to be taking their cinematic right. universe because yeah. you're seeing a lot more of that because tra- the trailers have a lot of Harley Quinn like being, of course, being yeah. com- very, but being very comedic and everything, trying to show that lighter side of what Suicide Squad's going to offer. Absolutely. So I don't know. We'll figure out uh, in what about a week, week and a half. Yeah, that yeah. was really surprising that they released another trailer this close to the movie already being released. But it looked like it was more of a trailer for the soundtrack. <laughs> but it was like three minutes. Hey, you know, if Guardians of the Galaxy proved anything, you gotta have a killer soundtrack. <laughs> Also, we had that epic Wonder Woman trailer. That was pretty cool. Uh, I I, lo- I love that they're doing that they're doing the period piece with right yeah. getting that backstory. I mean, because that works so well with Marvel with Captain America. Yes, uh, you you need it helps add that history to this universe instead of it 
oh, well, look, Superman just showed up. All right, here's all these other heroes. <laughs> you know, right. you're getting more. It, it kind of makes me hope that if this Wonder Woman movie does well, when they get to the Batman movie, we finally get a true Batman backstory. Because, I mean, you know, a, a proper origin movie. Yeah, I don't know if I want another yeah, I could origin do without movie another. Batman. <laughs> but I, I, I see where you're getting. Just because you have, because in this DC Cinematic Universe, you have this 20-year history of Batman before Superman even shows up. Yeah. I, I think a lot of that, if they do that, a lot of it will depend what is revealed in the, the Suicide Squad movie, because there is the rumor that Joker is supposed to be... Uh, was a Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Todd. Yeah, they've nixed that. Have they? Scott yeah. Snyder went on record and nixed that, which I'm fine with. I don't want. I don't want something like that. See, yeah. I'd almost rather have something like that to make it a more <laughs> I, interesting I story. I like yeah. the mis- I like the mystery behind Joker. I really do. And uh, to give him, give him to give him an identity like that, it kind of it takes away that mystique. Of well, the see, but you don't lose that mystique because there is another Joker. And they're already pulling that in the DC comic universe yeah. now, where there's three there's jokers. Three jokers. So I, I, to me, that made it more interesting to have Jared Leto as Joker if it was something like that. Yeah. Um, especially with they would. I guess I just have issues with Jared Leto as Joker. Yeah. Well, we'll see how he does. Come Suicide <laughs> Squad can't really judge his performance until we see it. So. No, we can't. We're fanboys. <laughs> So is there anything else that, uh, that's pretty uh, much all I saw at San Diego. Oh, uh, well, I like the, but I'm almost uh, a little out of the touch. I like the Kong, the Kong Skull Island. Oh, well, uh, I did see that one. With a skyscraper size King Kong. Right. And, uh, uh, Loki and, or Tom Hiddleston and, uh, and, uh, <laughs> John, John Goodman. Like oh, and John Goodman. I love John Goodman. Uh, well, we didn't even mention the Oh, and Sam Jackson. Yeah, and Sam L. Jackson. Uh, we also didn't really talk about the Netflix Marvel series stuff that's popped up at San Diego. Oh, the like the Defenders. Defenders, and... Iron Fist, Luke Cage. Right. Daredevil season three. I'm really surprised that Defenders will be out next year. Well. It's a 20, like 2017. Yes. Yeah, but I, I it's it'll probably, because what we're going to have, I'm sure, because they've said before, unless they up their schedule. And again, I didn't. I didn't listen to all the news. It was supposed to be a show every six months. Yeah. So we're getting Luke Cage next. Mm-hmm. I imagine the first part of 2017 we get Iron Fist, yeah. and then the last part of 2017 is when we get the Defender. Yeah. Because they've always said they wanted to do the first four first, yeah. and then do the the Defenders now because Daredevil did so well, and they were still having casting issues and things like that with Luke Cage and and Iron Fist. They went ahead and did that Daredevil season two. Yeah. Now, I don't think, even though they announced it, I don't think Daredevil Season 3 is going to happen until after the Defenders miniseries shows Yeah, up. for sure. So, yeah. it'll pro- so, like you're saying, it'll probably go Luke Cage, Iron Fist, Defenders, and then Daredevil Season 3. And I think, wasn't there some news, I don't know if it was at Comic-Con or something, that Jessica Jones got renewed for a second season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he got mean. renewed for a second season. So, There's also still the rumors of all the other shows that they want to do. Well, There's the Punisher on that is on tap. Mm-hmm. There were rumors... God, six, ten months ago about uh, possibly a Blade, possibly a Moon Knight, possibly a Spider-Man 2099. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, they they had a big list of ones that they were going to look at. Now, whether any of those have decided to be picked up or not, I don't know. Uh, You know, um, speaking of news, because one I thought would have been ideal for a Netflix series, they've now decided to put it, uh, have him uh, show up in uh, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Oh, yeah. is Ghost Rider. Yes. 
Um, looks like they're going to do the most recent iteration of Ghost they Rider, are. where yeah. instead of a motorcycle, he's driving his car. I think it was, uh, they... Jaime Ramirez. No, that you're thinking that's Blue this Beetle. Blue Beetle. <laughs> okay, uh, I didn't read it, so uh, yeah, they're doing that. He's a yeah, the new Ghost Rider, a Hispanic character, uh, which is good, you know. Yeah, more diversity now. in comics. Diversity. <laughs> uh, but, you know, he's, he was a Black mechanic. Iron. He had, drove a muscle car, and, you know, that was his ride as Ghost Rider. Yeah. Was, and uh, they actually had the car they're going to use for him yeah. at Comic-Con. So so that's, that's kind of exciting. It's kind of curious. Too. But being the fact that they're using that iteration of Ghost Rider means that we still have a chance for another iteration Absolutely. of yeah. Ghost Rider. Because in the comics... His version of Ghost Rider, the the spirit that indwelt him, wasn't even the same one that did Johnny Blaze or yeah. or wasn't it like Danny a Cage. serial killer or something. Uh, it was his uncle. Oh, was it? I think if I whatever. Anyway, I have to go back and look at it, read it. I, yeah. I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was it was an interesting. What I read of it, it was interesting and I liked it, for but it definitely you, wasn't Ghost Rider for yeah. me. Yeah, for all you hardcore Ghost Rider fans, boys out there, you know, feel free to correct us and. Give us hate mail on. You yeah, know, I mean, that means you know, that just, you're listening to the show. Yeah, and we appreciate yeah. it. <laughs> so, all, all three of you. Um, yeah. So. Don't be like that, Horatio Sands. Don't, <laughs> don't shit on us. <laughs> but yeah, so. I, I was excited about that news because I was like, oh, I may watch Agents of Shield because I've probably watched like four episodes the entire well, run of the show. Was there anything else besides? I mean, we just mentioned Skull Island. Yeah, and just I'm talked cool about that. that. I'm ready to get into some so, He-Man news. Yeah, tell me about this the He-Man news that was announced because I missed that. I didn't hear the San Diego Comic Con He-Man news. Uh, well, the biggest one is strikes strikes me in my heart, but also kind of makes me a little happy was that uh, Mattel is shutting down MaddieCollector.com, Maddie and uh, doing like a big clearing out the warehouse sale oh, that they're wow. famous for. Uh, and so does that mean we're not going to get Snake Mountain now? Uh, yeah, I think that died <laughs> months ago. Um, and that, uh, but they're transitioning all of that over to uh, Super Seven uh, with Mattel's uh, got a partnership with them now. They're they're going to take over uh, the Masters of the Universe line. They're still going to do the classics figures, uh, which I'm I'm hoping is a continuation of the Filmation line that, that they're is, uh, currently doing. And they still got uh, the the last piece of information that came out about that was that they did announce it, and Four Horsemen Studios were still going to be doing the classics line for them. Because I was a little worried. I was just like, Super Seven makes those react those little reaction figures <laughs> that look like your old Star Wars toys, <laughs> which they did do like Masters, uh, Masters of the Universe line. And I thought that was cool last year at Comic Con where they released it to make you think that these are molds from the like the original Hasbro Masters of the Universe toys that they were going to do before they decided to go with like the four inch figures or whatever. And they, and everybody believed it. And it was just like a whole gimmick. To... <laughs> nice. I, I liked it. <coughs> Super Seven is apparently just taken off and running with Masters of the Universe. And one of the thing, other things they did was they created a new episode to the original cartoon show. Oh yeah. What was the name of that? Uh, I feel like like I've I've knew it. I keep yeah, but it looked cool. Like they actually got like the yeah, same it, animation style. It, it, well, yeah, that's the, crazy. And I don't know if they got any of the old voice actors come, but I mean it's a brand new episode, and it had the old opening and everything. They, wow. they showed it at San Diego. Uh, so hopefully we might get a DVD release or something for that in the near future. Uh, we could we could only hope. Well, is there a chance of them doing a whole new animated series? I, uh, I haven't heard anything. Uh, okay, uh, I'm just curious. I mean, it's taken them this long. An episode. I mean, yeah. Well, I, mean, I think that I don't know if that was actually that was funded kind of by by filmation or, or anything uh, like that. I think uh, that was more like a fan kind of thing. Yeah, I don't know if classic media is okay with that, <laughs> but you know. And um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, look how long it's taken them to do a movie. <laughs> Get their ducks in a row. But you know, they're still it's still being talked about. It's well, still. We need a new movie. We got the one with Dolph Lundgren. That was great. <laughs> uh, yeah. I do like that movie. Uh, well, Franklin Gallows. Uh, the movie Skeletor. that killed Canon Studios. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I thought that, I thought know, that was a uh, quest for peace. Uh, <laughs> hey, you know what? You know, at least they were able to recycle the sequel into Cyborg. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's right. Oh, the Curse of the Three Terrors. Yeah. Curse of the Three Terrors. That. Wow. I thought it was like some comedy center or like some cartoon network make fun of He-Man cartoon right. when I when I first read about it because the animation the style looks exactly like the old filmation cartoon. I thought didn't they also use some of the uh, did they use some of the old scenes? But re- they probably just like fi- just like filmation the, did. They're just yeah, like, yeah, so reuse that same scene that of, like, I mean, of He-Man running well, in, and then pausing, they, and then, then running out. Reverse it so he's running the other way. Yeah, then he <laughs> runs back the other way, or like he's all, he's almost he's, the sword is away from him just barely, and he's reaching for it. And then they do the one animation of his arm extending a little bit. And yeah. it. Oh god, I gotta go watch those again. <laughs> I can't watch them anymore. I don't know. Well, they, they, they can't use one scene because I have the animation cell for it. So. Short, they were short one cell. Uh, so in other, oh, and uh, uh, another thing, uh, Mondo, that company that does like retro records and stuff for like old oh, yeah, 80s yeah, soundtracks, yeah. that they have a Masters of the Universe license also to do uh, one six scale figures. Interesting. Yeah, and those look sick. They, they have oh, a, yeah, I did see those. Yeah, they have a He-Man and a Skeletor that wow. they've done so far. They're like that, like, oh, like, I guess they're like 12 inches tall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, one six scale would be the yeah, twelve inch. Yeah, and scale. they look sick, man. The, their accessories maybe uh, a little bit bigger. <laughs> it looks more uh, barbarian like, well, but still kind of. They come with two heads. One's a yeah, they more, have the cl- uh, you know contemporary style head, and the other one's the the, the, classic the, toy, toy. the toy head. <laughs> that news board, Brian. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Oh, you man. Oh, whatever. <laughs> but yeah, it's cool. And like the sword, the sword looks awesome. Like the power sword. Um, what I've it's got the shield and the axe. Something. Every everything that came with these figures, even the looks of the figures, they they kept all that classic elements in there, but they didn't look goofy. Yeah. No, right. Yeah. It's almost like if the 2000 X figures were taller and had uh, more articulation. Oh wow! Yeah. He's got like the cloth, uh, like loin cloth, and like nice. Skeletor has like a cloth cape. Yeah, of course, his havoc staff, and uh, he looks pretty wicked. I like—I wow. didn't see the his, his his classics head, but I did see He-Man's classic toy head. Wow, that's um, crazy! Yeah, so that's cool. You know, I'm sure yeah, it'll be like a two hundred fifty dollar man figure at least. It's, <laughs> it just you know, it, the, the Masters Universe is just one of those 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 lines that has just transcended through the ages for something that was supposed to be the most generic action figure line you ever they wanted to put out so that anybody could play it and anybody could be could want to be that character and things like that and it has just transcended the time and and come so far from what they originally wanted it to be to the point where there's still stuff being published and i think like i have it on my had you order it for me is like they're still doing those book those guides those guide books uh-huh yeah that dark horse has uh, i guess all the yeah they've got the uh the the art book, the yeah. art book, uh, which I, that was, I thought like that alone was would have would have been complete for me until right. like they we were you told me you sent me a, a text that about the is it the He Man and Shira complete guide to the to classics the, and then the, the newspaper and the other one yeah, for the newspaper the strip. newspaper one and then they now and they've also done the the mini comics where they collected all the mini oh, comics yeah. the mini comics one. was the one I was the most excited yeah. about because I had for. 10 years I'd been saying I want all the mini comics yeah. I yeah. want this is what I want <laughs> and 
at the point, the only way he could read them was going to heman.org yeah. when they had all the great website, by the way. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. uh, but to finally have that collection. Yeah. Dark, and it was a huge collection. Yeah. Dark Horse has done a fantastic job putting together those books. I yeah. really, they're really high quality books, nice hardcover things. The Even the mini comic one is is small like the mini comics. Yeah. It's still a little bit it's bigger, bigger than the mini comics, but yeah. it's, and it's got all of them. It's got all the ones from the original Masters of the Universe series. It's got the ones from the new adventures of He-Man. Uh, it's got the ones that were hard to find, like the, the, the castle, or, uh, the, was it, well, they, Castle Eternia. Well, they like said, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They because that one is like one of the most expensive ones, just the mini comic to get, because mm-hmm, so yeah. few people uh, got <laughs> bought that, that set. Well, yeah. yeah, the the mini comic collection consists of the classic Masters of the Universe, the She-Ra, mm-hmm. the I new adventures. I forgot it had the She-Ra. The new adventures. Oh, had. I remember. Plus, it has the first three mini comics from the classics line that they've done. The Dark Horse mm-hmm. did. Plus, it's also got some unpublished stuff. Like there was, there's a mini comic in there that was actually written by uh, Robert Kirkman. Oh, neat! Oh, really? And for oh, all that's of right. you who don't know who Robert Kirkman is, Walking Dead, <laughs> you know, creator of Walking uh, Dead, so, uh, so, some little uh, there's a non-comic show people related. Is he the guy on the motorcycle that he created? Uh, you know, so and he's the was the editor in chief at Image comics yes i believe is so. he really yeah i didn't even he's know that. A, he's the first non-founder to get the title and he's also been granted founder status or something right. just because oh, really? of how popular his stuff is wow right and then made money for the comic oh absolutely uh, yeah. what, what was the uh, one he did that i really <laughs> like uh astounding wolfman yes <laughs> that one's really good guys if you haven't read that one go read it it's a fun read uh I really liked that one a lot. And it's only like four trades, I think, because it didn't last very long, but it was really good. <laughs> I guess the, the last bit of news I've got before we want to get into the bulk of the show is the He-Man Thundercats uh, crossover comic that'll be out in is it October. Yes. For all of us who had the toys and used to play with them together, yeah. and, you know, yeah. really, He-Man versus Lion-O. Shared universes you before. Know. <laughs> The shared universes that were in our brain. Well, well, uh, <laughs> DC is finally uh, is going to do. It is DC, isn't it? Yeah, they oh have yeah, it's DC. Right. Mm-hmm. So DC is going to do uh, Thundercats and uh, He-Man crossover uh, miniseries, and yes. it looks looks really good. I mean, yeah. it was great when they DC did the Master of the Universe versus DC Universe. I mean, that mm-hmm. was just I like that. I liked it better uh, than the okay. standalone comic. Yeah, right. I mean, that was just so cool. But to get these two iconic 80s properties meshed together and you know again this is what we've dreamed of right no. so it's kind of like uh did you see that and I'm, I'm gonna blank on what the name of the video game is but it reminds me of uh uh, like the Army Men game, you know that we used to play on PlayStation. But oh, they did that. Oh yeah, toy yeah. soldiers. The toys. Yeah, oh, the, I love the, that game. Uh, and they did. They've done a, a computer game or whatever where it's a big. Uh, kind of real-time battle like starcraft or something like that except it's it's a toy box and some of the exclusive oh, toy collections yeah, is is he-man and gi joe yeah. uh and they've also have cobra as one of the factions but they're factions you can play and so now i mean they're right there there's a video game where you can play he-man versus gi joe <laughs> you know which is something we didn't really ever do a whole lot because the scale was a yeah. little off but you know it was it's something uh, we always wanted. I would throw know? Merman in there as a giant. That would... Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, muscles on top of muscles. I mean, <laughs> right. 
Yeah, so I'm looking forward to, to that. And I guess now, if we'd like, we can uh, transition over into the bulk of the show, which has been a long time coming. <laughs> I thought we were already doing that. We're pretty, we're doing that. <laughs> if you guys hadn't guessed it, we're talking about Masters of the Universe. through the ages, uh, just the different iterations, the things that we love about it, uh, funny stories as a kid, you know, uh, that we had, um, and I'll start off with this one and I'm going to tell on, on Chase here because it is still to this day, one of my favorite stories. He was, he, he much more adopted the He-Man stuff than I did. Um, I had some of it initially, um, but ended up passing it off to him cause I got more into GI Joe and things like that, which will be a whole nother episode. But uh, yeah. so he 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 got the He Man stuff and he played with it more. He still has the first He Man that he had, but uh, the he also had. They used to make the the swords for the kids to play with. And yeah. They were two part swords you put together. Skeletor's was glow in the dark, yeah. and and He Man's was was a silver color, and you kind of snapped them together to make one big sword. Well, Chase would uh, as a child he would put that sword in his back just like He Man, and we he would take it with him everywhere. My mom loved it because if he did something wrong, it served as a makeshift paddle. Um, what I always thought was funny is that we'd get people asking my mom if 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 Chase was all right because it they thought he had a brace on his back or oh something because it had a sword <laughs> in his back, you know, and things like that. But yeah, he would go into uh, to Walmart or or uh, the grocery store and everything, and he'd have that that sword in his back, and it just I, I that's an image and something I will always remember about. Uh, him and and he man, so that that's kind of my funny story uh, for him uh, and everything, and how much he man it has influenced both of our childhoods. Yeah, I thought, I thought he had scoliosis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Only when he was wearing the skeletor sword. <laughs> I remember oh, I used to, wow. I used to want that. <laughs> I, I used to want to get the uh, the that that sword set, and I asked for it for Christmas one year, and my aunt and uncle. Uh, they, they, I guess they thought that they had got it uh, when I opened it on Christmas and it was just like a generic barbarian toy set. It, it had a plastic shield, a plastic sword, and I think the sword actually had a sheath in it. And it was just, uh, I was really, I was crushed, but it was, I still had a lot of fun with it. <laughs> but it was like one of the, like the plastic, like it bent really easily and like right. the hilt would fall off of it. Oh, but I tried. I think eventually I did. I don't know uh, how many it. sets of those swords. Oh, <laughs> We all got them through uh, insurance for Chase's background. <laughs> right. Yeah, I love. I love. I've tried hunting hunt. some down over the years, and I've yet to find yeah. it. some of that stuff's kind of hard because they weren't made by Mattel. Right. They were made. I mean, yeah. There was the height of his popularity. I mean, so much Master of the Universe merchandise was out was put out there. It's just. It's ridiculous. What, what was the thing you posted not too long ago? Oh, the Battle Cat. Uh, so I don't know if you remember, there was these spring, uh, 
usually it was a horse or something like that, and they set on this frame, and they had these springs so you could, as a oh, kid, yeah, you yeah. could bounce on them. And they had a battle cat. There, one? there was a battle cat one, and we—I don't ever remember knowing about that, yeah, but we, I, we found it much later on in life, you know, and yeah. have seen pictures of it, and I'm like, oh, that thing's cool. Yeah, I, I want one. <laughs> I, I don't care that I'm 33 years old. I want one. Yes, I would ride it if I had it. <laughs> you wouldn't ride it for very long. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> you get like one ride I still have ridden. It. it has like car springs on it. <laughs> A little shock spring. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't it was He Man? That was the line that uh, uh, really got uh, like in trouble and stuff like that because it was a, a cartoon that was created. That, that was like the first cartoon that was created to sell toys. Yes. Well, yes. There, there was a lot of. That's not the first time they had gotten in trouble. Or they they had a lot of lawsuits in the early years. I remember there's a lot of rumors when the line first when the toy line first started. And the first rumor was that it was supposed to be a toy line based off Conan the Barbarian. Oh, yeah, that's right. But because in Conan the Barbarian, uh, Robert E. Howard character, you know, uh, there was a movie done in the 80s starring a little unknown bodybuilder by the name of Arnold Schwarzenegger. You <laughs> might have heard of him by now. And just very violent movie. Uh <laughs> Not appropriate for a kid's toy line. <laughs> so the rumor is that Mattel didn't want to do it, so they took the concept and, oh, well, we'll change it up. We'll make him, give him blonde hair and do all this. And Master's Universe, if you really, if you know anything about Conan and a lot of the characters, a lot of that influence is in the Master's of the Universe line, even later on. Well, they were, they tried to, you know, Robert E., I guess Robert E. Howard's, I hope I say right. Is that right? Yes. Okay. Yes. Robert E. Howard. Yeah. Uh, it was his. Uh, uh, whoever held the licenses, his family or whatever, because yeah. he 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 passed long yeah. before this movie. The movie was made, or the He Man toy lines come yeah. out. Yeah. They they tried to sue for rights or whatever, saying it was copyright infringement. <laughs> anyway, Mattel ended up winning in the long run for it. Uh, but yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying, Fred, about the toy line first. When they when they went to finally got the cartoon going, they thought it was a vehicle or it was a vehicle for a the toy line. So there was rules put into place like uh, filmation put the uh, at the end of each episode the uh, what are they called the oh the uh, like the little PSA at yes the, end of the oh, PSAs okay. and then, what talking about. <laughs> yeah they put the PSAs at the end of it and then they okay. couldn't have public service announcement for they any couldn't kids have commercials don't grow up with cool cartoons for the car- for the toys in and before the episode or after the episode right yeah yeah they're just like well, in this episode know, of the know, had a things, you know, crack the... problem <laughs> <laughs> I know one of the things that they said you know originally they wanted to do a military line. Uh, but that didn't that didn't play out like they wanted it to. Well, the original story, and this is official from what I understand, they wanted to do a generic toy line. They right. wanted to get the action figure because basically what happened was Mattel passed on Star Wars. They right. were offered yeah. the Star Wars license, and they passed on it because they didn't think it was going to do anything. Well, Star Wars got popular, go figure, became this huge toy juggernaut, made Kenner lots of money back when Kenner was still around. Right. So they decided to create Masters. They decided to create their own toy line to combat that. And they came up with three character ideas. It was a military guy, a barbarian, and a spaceman. And they uh, did a focus group on it to see which was test the best. And it turned out to be the barbarian. 
the reason it was called he the character was called he-man was because it was just a very generic name that could essentially be put on any well that and they wanted it to be a toy line that was that kids could play with their other toy lines and not they wanted it to be generic enough that it would kids would not would feel fine playing with it with their other toys and things like that yeah. is something that i've read for um which is now, weird, unfortunately, the scale it, of it. it took over its own. It got its own identity and and went absolutely forward yeah. there. Um, and you know, it is what we know to He-Man the, today to the point where there was like other knockoff uh, right. barbarian toy lines. <laughs> and some of those were, I mean, a lot of those are harder to find than some of the Master of the Universe yeah. toys. I mean, Remco did was really big on doing all those the, the toy line because they did the they, they did actually the, did a Conan toy line. Yeah. They did Conan. They had uh, they some do DC Warlord properties. Or Warlord. 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 Okay. Arok. Yeah. I mean, I think a lot of the DC characters. Yeah. They had like some, but I mean, there were so many different knockoff lines. I remember actually having one character. I know specifically it's a knockoff because they never did this type of character in the Master Universe line. But it was a uh, it was a werewolf looking character or a fi- werewolf figure. Yeah. Uh, he had like, but he was a guy barbarian. He had weapons and <laughs> stuff. And I thought that was so cool, but I knew it wasn't Masters of the Universe because yeah. they'd never done that type right. of thing. Yeah, I had a uh, was it Black Star? Uh-huh. They, had, they had a toy that was like an orange lion. Yep. <laughs> that the, the the head would pop off pretty star. easily. Wow. Oh my god! We we'll have to have an episode of <laughs> talk about <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, but yeah, but he I would mix. So it's weird that you know saying that they were creating a toy line that would be interchangeable with regular uh, other kids' toy lines, right? Which it didn't fit the scale, but, right? But, that's but, the, that's but the that, whole thing that toy I always line, thought was weird about yeah, that story. But then that toy line inspired toys that <laughs> the kids would have been would oh, yeah, be absolutely. able to incorporate into theirs. <laughs> Uh, yeah, He-Man to me, and I would probably say overall is probably like my favorite toy line, just because the I have a lot of memories of it, and just with my dad, <clears throat> where he it would uh, uh, when my parents got divorced, I would see my dad on the weekends, and he would always record uh, back on old VHS. <laughs> uh, he would record uh, Transformers and He-Mans in the afternoons, and then that's how we would spend uh, Friday evening when I'd go see him, is just watch a week's worth of those two cartoons, and then like nice. Sat- Saturdays is like movies and Toys R Us. Right. Uh, which is that? Then, though, man, do you remember those days? We walk into Toys R Us and then just like the aisles oh are just like top to bottom, like castle boxes of Castle Gray skulls yeah, and just, Point Dreads and figures know, on the pegs. There were just, no empty pegs, and it was a lot. I mean, there's just I mean, you know, just <laughs> stacks of Transformers, stacks of GI yeah. Joe, stacks of you know. I mean, you know, so much to the point is that when a new set came out, you didn't realize it because there was still so much of the old stuffs yeah. sitting there. And I mean, I mean. And it, it didn't. Well, and a lot it, of those it was lines. so. I don't want to say overproduced because it wasn't overproduced. Yeah, you know, it was. It was the supply definitely met the demand, but they never. The pegs were never empty like they yeah. are nowadays. Well, yeah. and again, as I was saying, they also a lot of those lines they kept that stuff in production. Yes. Yeah. I mean, just I mean. For the Masters of the Universe line, throughout the entirety of the line, you could get the class, the original He-Man and Skeletor figures. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know. Which I needed replacements because we can talk <laughs> about quality later. <laughs> right. I don't remember how many of those I had. <laughs> uh, my first figure uh, was the the Skeletor figure. And I remember taking a road trip with my dad and my grandparents to uh, Waco from uh, South Texas. 
and I was in the back seat of uh, my grandpa's car, and my grandma and my aunt, which he's only like she was only a few years uh, older older than us, so she was a kid also. My aunt, not my grandma. And, uh, and I had my Skeletor figure, and his sword fell. You remember the, the sword? Mm-hmm. Their, their swords had that little plastic, the little the little thing that helped. Yeah, to help him hold it. Yeah, yeah like the guard. And it, it fell on the floor. My grandma moved her shoe and she had a heel on and hit that guard just right and split it. Oh. And to me, that figure was useless. Yeah. Like, there's like no point in playing with it. Didn't matter that he had Man, a hammock staff. Or... split so easily. <clears throat> I, I remember cutting it, breaking mine off mm-hmm. because the, in the cartoons it didn't Oh, he have didn't have it. Yeah. So I don't know why that didn't, that didn't dawn on me to do it that way. But, <laughs> like, to me, it was just like it ruined. It ruined my Skeletor. Chase was a customizer at an early No, age. that's true, too. Absolutely. Yeah, Chase is a customizer. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> well, he got a little bit of that from me. <laughs> uh, one of my favorite things to do was create my own G.I. Joe figures by unscrewing them and putting together different heads on them and things like that. Unfortunately, <laughs> really wants to do a G.I. Joe show. Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah. He's like, can we transition this into G.I. Joe? <laughs> no, I'm just saying. <clears throat> Which I don't mind, either. Uh, I don't want to talk about my Rolling Thunder that, that took a lot <laughs> well, of allowances I mean, to save up. Well, I mean, y'all both talk about, you know, he managed his favorite. For me, G.I. Joe was the, the, yeah. the, the pitiful tunnel. And we'll we'll talk about that one at a later date. Uh, we're probably going to hit all the major toy lines. Yeah, so, we'll, probably, you know. we'll probably find different ways to have different themes so we, can <laughs> right. read, so we can talk about the same toy lines again. Yeah. <laughs> as far as for me, you know, as Brian said, I inherited all of his Masters of the Universe when he was a kid, when I was a kid. And, uh <laughs> So I mean I can't really sit here and say what all what my first one was because I'm sure I had a lot of them just going <laughs> into it. But I do remember, you know, growing. I mean, as a small kid, you know, you know, most kids they have like a security blanket or s- something along those lines that just ma- makes them feel safe that they've got to carry around with them everywhere. For me, it was it was a He-Man figure. <laughs> I mean, I took and it was. The original He-Man figure, and I took that thing everywhere. To this day, I still have the original one that I don't. I mean, it doesn't have any accessories. It's been chewed on. It's <laughs> you know, it, it's gone through the ringer, but I still have it because of that. What it is to me, and so I mean, and my Masters of the Universe really influenced. It was my introduction into this world of to the world of comics and the cartoon. And, I mean, just the way pop culture in general is and you know it's the way i see certain things or the what uh, what attracts me to certain movies or shows or toy lines or whatever it all stems from masters of the universe because masters of the universe was so unique in the sense of characterization because every character filled a specific role and no character was like anybody else yeah, that's I mean, true. you take He-Man for example. This is a character who's very generic. I mean, he was a barbarian. He had all these superhuman abilities. Very, but he was you know, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes, uh, you know, Caucasian male. You know, that appeals to every to a lot of people. So he's very generic, very basic, very well-rounded character. But then you get into some of the other characters like. Man at Arms, who's an inventor, you know, armor has all these armor pieces or whatever, and then you get Stratos, whose big thing is he can fly. Buzz off was a bug. <laughs> Mechanic had a long neck. I mean, and but not all these characters had something different that set them apart. Mm-hmm. And it's the same thing with the villains too. Yeah, it's not like they just had like generic soldier. Right. Like every character was was unique. They all stood out in their own unique way. Absolutely. Yeah. And to me, to this day, that's just that has influenced me in far as you know being a customizer. How I see, you know, I don't want to. 
it's not like okay marvel comics and dc they have x amount of batman type characters or x amount of superman type characters. I mean, it, that's not original that's not creative because you're just you're just playing off a a established idea Masters of the Universe never did that, and I loved that appeal of that creativity in those characters. And I like to try and incorporate that in anything I do, creation-wise, so my characters or my ideas stand out from anybody from what else is out there. Right. Yeah. Well, and I, to me, it was the they were the first toy line to kind of do the here. Let's re-release the two main characters with another gimmick or another oh, yeah. gimmick. Mm-hmm. You know. I mean, you had your battle armor, a He-Man and Skeletor, where you hit the chest and it looked like there it was a flip it, around. it would flip around. Um, you know, the the Terror Claw Skeletor mm-hmm. and the the I don't remember what the He-Man the anyway he had the big whirling yep. ball thing. Oh yeah, oh yeah. You know, and I'll and talk the, about him later. <laughs> <laughs> the the thing about that is those weren't they didn't create a new He-Man or Skeletor every time they created new no. figures. Yeah, but we did get those heroes again in different versions of them but they were always very unique versions of them and not just a a repaint of the figure they had a new gimmick they were the they were one of the first toy lines that i remember to do gimmicks like that with the 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 chest thing or the the arms that would do that and it was and the thing and they didn't overproduce on that it was just at the time it was just he-man and skeletor until hordak came in and then they started doing hordak those were the only characters they did that with right didn't get uh Green fur Manny or Green fur Beast Man or uh, no, that was called Monster. Yeah, we actually did get that. (laughs) (laughs) Or a stinky merman, (laughs) dead fish merman. (laughs) But you get you just you didn't get that with any of the other characters. Whereas most toy lines now, it's like okay, how many different variants of something can make just to make it? You know, no, no, it 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 was absolutely fantastic toy line. I think simple. Yeah, like it wasn't like terribly. You didn't get a, you know you didn't need or get a lot of accessories. You got a short a sword, a shield, uh, for the most part, or like a gun. Yeah. And even the gun, like well, you know, we get with other. They get the same gun with other figures. Right. Uh, well, you did get a lot of accessories, but they released them in accessory packs. Yeah, they yeah, the accessory. True. In case you in lit, that was one of the great things about toy lines from that time period. The toy companies were smart enough to realize that the kids are playing with these, and you know what? They're going to lose some of these weapons. Let's capitalize yeah. on that. Let's sell an accessory pack that has you know ten or fifteen various <laughs> different weapons, and we'll sell it for the same price as the figure. You know, and in bright colors. Yeah. Different colors, and so that way, if you got a, it made for later collectors looking for stuff. It made it kind of hard for them to get like everything from the original figure. Yeah. Sometimes it would be a different color accessory on it right, because of the right. accessory pack. <laughs> Remember one of the one of the guns was like a rifle that had two handles, but like the way the figures are designed, like if you put it in there, their hands would have to be like out, <laughs> yeah. almost straight like Frankenstein to hold this Absolutely. gun sideways. And except they only had one hand that would hold. That, that would the, gun, the other one is either, one either a claw for like the bad guys a, or like, like well, in a hand slap motion. And, and what yeah. was it? One of the handles yeah. on the gun was big enough for. It was only big. It was big enough for them to be in their hands. Mm-hmm. The other handle was too short, or yeah. something yeah. like that. That was a oh, little rifle. Yeah, but then, and, and you could tell that they used like the same buck for most of it, but they still had original figures yeah, I mean, with original you know, like stories and and features. Absolutely, and that was another cool thing. You got the little comic with the figure. Oh my god! Talked yeah. about the the camera. We've already talked about the mini comics a little bit. Well, and uh, then you had the vehicles, which for a toy line this big, vehicles. <laughs> were a little unheard of 
now. I Absolutely. Mean, even for smaller toy lines, vehicles are practically unheard of now. Yeah. You know, we expected vehicles with G.I. Joe and Star Wars. With He-Man, that was one of those ones that was it was odd to see vehicles, and they were fantastically made. Yeah. Well, back then it wasn't odd to see vehicles with those larger toy lines because other toy lines did it too. Thundercats did it. Last Star, or yeah. Sorry, what yeah. I meant to say right, is so, that it's odder to see it now. Right, but yeah. what I'm getting to is the sheer number of vehicles that Masters of the Universe produced right. was on par with what Star Wars and G.I. Joe was releasing for the small-scale figures. Mm-hmm. So to see that was incredible in its own way. Yeah, because I mean, they could have just stuck with figures and maybe a playset, right. but to go along with, with vehicles oh, man, all and the carrying cases. And, mm-hmm. Gosh. Yeah, Castle Grayskull, Snake Mountain. You had the little slime pit thing. You had the, the thing with the Terror Zone. The Terror Zone. You the, had the, the puppet dragon. Yeah, that came out of the cave. Uh, the biggest one is turning a playset, yeah. which is <laughs> was uh, which was expensive back in the day, and now is impossible to find. Was complete <laughs> three different like tower things, and you had a little tram that would run that around would this little track <laughs> in the air. It's it's a for a Masters of the Universe collector. It is the holy grail of their collection. Yeah, I don't know. I would uh, even as a kid, I was just like, I don't understand how. Why would I play with like? Why would He Man take a tram that would take him through Snake Mountain? <laughs> right. <laughs> like, uh, why, why would they have transportation like public transportation there? Because <laughs> it was. What were the places? There was a, the Palace Eternia was the middle. Uh-huh. There was a ter- well, they were towers that represented like each, each re- something. Each right. Like you had a. There was a Snake Mountain. There was a Snake section. Mountain. There was Castle Grayskull, and then there was the Eternia. The yeah, they, the lion face thing. Yeah, yeah, that was the middle one. Right. So it was just the three towers. Right, but they each represented a something from like dark hemisphere, light hemisphere, and then, and then in between. Yeah, it, I, I don't like remember the specifics on it. Yeah, but I mean, it was. I mean, there was a big storyline behind it in the mini comics. Mm-hmm. Did you guys have any specific? Uh, of those vehicles or anything that you guys remember? Oh, I had so many of them. Uh, I like the, and again, I don't remember what it is. Uh, there was the uh, Tack Tracks. Oh, uh, yeah. Which was, that was, was that the red one or the green one? It was the red one. That was the red one. That, had okay. the, the, that was like the, the actually, that actually moved on its own. Yeah, it moved on its own and then it had the little, the little one that would come off of it. Is that the same uh, one? No, Battle Rams. The yeah, Battle Ram had the one oh, where like a little jet ski type of yeah. thing yeah. That would come off, and it had okay. like that little like demon missile oh, that would shoot right, out of the yes. top. And um, on the back, you could put like a character on the back of it. Uh-huh. And then there was the uh, the the Skeletor one or the bad guys one, where it was that uh, uh, that circle thing that had the red uh, like, oh, like blade around it. Blade. Yeah, and when you moved it, the blade. Yeah, would I never had around. that. I don't even remember if I had any bad guy vehicles. I had. I, I know we had that one. I had quite, we had quite a few of the vehicles. I had, I had a Hordax Mantis. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Uh, well, he was the, oh, he I was his Steve. You know, because yeah, all right. the main characters had a Steve. He man had battle. Oh yeah, you know, I didn't even but, think about that. That's what that was. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Well, he man had Battle Cat, Skeletor, had Panther. Panther. Uh, uh, I just put Hordak on, Hordak on with, Grizzlord. With the Mantis. Grizzlord. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, take uh, me to Castle Grayskull. Uh, again, with some of the gimmicks that they came up with, some of those figures, the real fur-like things on them. Yeah. Um, they were so great. I had uh, uh, Point Dread. It was probably my favorite. I the Talon Fighter and Point Dread. Oh, my God. The record that came with it. Uh, that Like, that's a memory I had where, like, me and my dad picked that up. I remember we ate at a 
Uh, you didn't have. Yeah. yeah. Like it's, I remember we, we picked it up because there was a big deal. Like when that came out, that was a big deal. Like the commercials that came out, and then we was like, yeah, it comes with a record that tells the story of well, Point Dread. And, Point Dread was when it actually fit on top yeah, of the castle. Yeah, on top of the castle. Yeah. And it had like a little sticker of the, the computer in there, and then it had the, the Talon Fighter. The Talon Fighter I would actually use in other toy lines. I actually used it in G.I. Joe because it could hold a lot of figures of those, oh, of those yeah. smaller figures. That's uh-huh. the one that looked like a like a, a red and blue eagle or something. Yeah. yeah. And it held it held two He Man figures or about seven G.I. Joe figures. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Yeah, but, but the thing that's like, because I would always do like crazy stunts with it, and when you'd flip it upside down, that canopy would always open, <laughs> yeah. and like your fingers would always fall out. But oh man, I wish I still had that. I, I wish I had the record more than I wish I still. I think I still have the Talon Fighter. I don't have Point Dread. What was the? What was the? Because uh, this one to me is one of the most iconic He-Man vehicles. The the green one with the yellow wings. Oh, the Wind Raider. Oh, the Wind Raider. Oh, Loved yeah. that bit. That one was cool. It had the little winch the winch, thing yeah. on there. And stuff. Uh, I want to get that on Maddie Collector before they shut that down. That's one. Of, that's one of the ones that I, yeah. I still want to get. Uh, we had you had both Castle Grey Skull and Snake Mountain. Yeah. Was, yes, and Snake Mountain with the the microphone. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Rawr, yeah. <laughs> How'd that go? It had, a, it, it had the it had the net that would catch it, but I would always put Skeletor sleeping in it as a, as a hammock. <laughs> Yeah, and it had the, the little bridge. The, the wonders that, that are, are are stickers that are accessories, you know. You know oh, yeah. oh, it's the pit, but it's just a sticker, yeah. you know, <laughs> and things like that. You oh, know what? Back so then, that's all you needed. That's all you needed, you know. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's called imagination. People. So you know, that's the that's the old toy lines, and they they've revised the toy lines a couple of times now. We've got the 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 four horsemen's the two thousand was it two thousand eight two thousand two two thousand two yeah series which were really cool revamped versions of the figure very non-articulated but i guess they were as articulated as the old he-man figures were I mean, they, they were more probably articulated, a little better but they, they were like a in, wrist i think yeah they were they were more articulated they had the ball joints and the hip and the elbow or shoulders they you know oh, the yeah. wrists uh turned um they had the t-bar type deal that uh was later used in the uh, dc dc universe classics that oh yeah did, uh, i mean they had more articulation but they were still geared towards kids they were meant to be played with uh but the line didn't succeed because it's not what kids in the early 2000s wanted no, because no. Was, I, know, I only remember it, seeing myself in the toy aisles when that have, uh, came. absolutely and a lot of those backwards hats or you know uh, skinny jeans or any yeah. of that thing on them. They weren't wearing <laughs> skateboards. Okay, stuff. They were wearing skateboards. <laughs> but yeah. if they had a they... figure of Skator, you know, that might have been yeah, a little skate-or. more <laughs> <laughs> Well, and then you also had the, the cartoon at the time for the new show, for the that series that was on at a very weird time. Where it was hard, you know, it was, cartoon yeah, network. It was like it was Saturday night. Network. Saturday <laughs> nights, you know. Whereas... The original cartoon was in syndication, and it was, you know, you could watch it multiple times during that you had, I, I mean, I remember watching it, get, coming home from school on, uh, and watching uh, he, yeah. Master of the Universe. Yeah. Early yeah. in the morning, they had it late in the afternoon when you got off of school, or late in the afternoon. In the afternoon when you got off from school, yeah. uh, you know, because that's back when they had Saturday morning cartoons and, and your afternoon cartoon breaks and mm-hmm. things like that. You come home and you turn on the TV and you've got cartoons on there instead of now having 24-7 cartoon channels, Yeah, you know. But, yeah, it's just, but I really think that it was, the people who bought the 2000 line was more the like us who remembered collecting. Yeah. It was the collectors. So the adults, and it just, 
it didn't produce the numbers they wanted because they were giving us a lot of variants of He-Man and Skeletor. Just yeah, they were to crazy give, with that. To give yeah, us they, to those they really kids. Went way Even like that. figures like Triclops, I think there was variants. Yeah, of, they did yeah. a lot of repaints, but they were they were gearing these towards with the mindset of kids, and it was collectors who were buying them, and collectors didn't want a ridiculous amount of variants. Yeah. So you would go into like KB Toys back when they were still around, and it was just tons of them that were just sitting there clear with marked the, out yeah. prices. Right. You know? They're like, wow, it looks like the 80s, only I don't want these toys. I mean, I remember going into one of the last KBs we had in this area and still finding these figures sitting there on shelves, you know? I think just, I only had four. Like, I, I think I got the, my four favorite from the original line I bought in the, the 2002 line, like He-Man, Skeletor, Triclops, Trapjaw, Cyclone, and Man at Arms. Man at Arms isn't even my favorite, but I was just like, you can't have He Man without Man at Arms. I remember buying everything I could find, and there was a lot you couldn't find because they. I never found Evil Win, uh, <laughs> but then later on they did the, the Snake Men. Uh, they oh, brought yeah. in, like, uh, you got, hey, got a Fisto figure, you got all, uh, all the Snake Men in there, you got a Zodak, and. But we never got any of those lines around here, right? And so it was almost—it was hard to find that stuff. I mean, this was kind of back before uh, online shopping was as popular as it has become right. in recent years. So it—it wasn't much of an option to think of that at that time. Yeah. Oh, memories. All right. So one of the other things we wanted to to cover of our memories of. He-Man and the Masters of the Universe was uh, the spin-off show of She-Ra, Princess of Power, which yep. I have no memories of. Did that that came before the Christmas movie that they did, yes. right? Yes. It was actually a, uh, from what I remember happening, is they, uh, they had ended Masters of He-Man Masters, they wanted a spin-off. Oh, they weren't parallel with each other? No. Oh, okay. Uh, I never knew that. Uh, they wanted to do a spin-off for it, because... Uh, I think they had originally planned a third season, and third season is when they were going to introduce, like, the Horde and all that, because they had already started doing toys of those. Yeah. But it didn't get picked up. Instead, She-Ra got picked up, so they decided, okay, we'll just make Horde She-Ra's in. Yeah. So they took the uh, first five episodes of She-Ra, edited them together, and made a theatrical movie mm. called Power of the Sword. Which was was it theatrical or was it, was, it, it went yeah, theatrical? I it was. It yeah, was I, remember uh, I remember. I thought it was one of those ones like, oh, special event this Saturday, you know, because it was one of the the first theatrical movies for something along those lines. It was either it was between that or like the Care Bears movie. <laughs> remember the Care Bears? Yeah, I remember. But the, they were like kind of... a week apart from each other or something, or like just a matter of days. Uh-huh. But uh, yeah, it it went theatrical, and then whenever they. And that's what they used to introduce She-Ra and the Horde and all that. And they did the ser- the TV series. And uh, Mattel, of course, did a uh, toy line for for She-Ra. Right. And uh, and this and this is one thing where I give Mattel a lot of credit for was their was their very forward thinking with that toy line. Uh, I will admit I had a couple of She-Ra figures. Uh, Please I tell me had, had She-Ra and I had Bo. <laughs> uh, that was it. But uh, the line was not geared towards the male def- demographic. It was it was a way to it was basically what they were doing is they were they saw more girls were getting to the uh, were getting get more into stuff like that. They yeah. instead of it being like oh rainbow bride or strawberry <laughs> shortcake, they wanted to give a girls a heroic character that they could gravitate towards yeah. like the like the, like the boys gravitate towards He Man. 
Yeah. So Mattel decided to do basically they combined Barbie with right. Masters of the Universe and came up with the She-Ra Princess of Power toy line. And it was just it was just very forward thinking at right. that yeah. time because most girl toys back then were My Little, Bar- Barbie, My Little Boy, Barbie. Barbie, Baby Dolls. I mean, yeah. it wasn't action figures, you know, for girls. Yeah. And that's what She-Ra ended up being. Yeah. I don't know what the, the coolest thing about the She-Ra cartoon or the line or everything is that she had, like, the most evil villain. Right. Like, she had, like, the guy, like, Skeletor was this guy's apprentice. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> So she, so she, she, she had to deal with like the biggest of the big bads. Well, and, well, yeah, but then even the funny thing is, this Hordak didn't win even the big bad on the show. They had like Horde Prime and all. That. Yeah, right. Uh, but you know, it, the show really felt like a a true season three to He Man because so many crossover characters. Oh, really? I mean, showed up on that show. Yeah. I mean, He Man was in so many episodes. Was he really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I remember watching the cartoon. That's what I remember. remember. That's why I couldn't remember if they were going, uh, it felt, because there was so many crossover stuff, it felt like that, oh, there, it was going along the same time yeah. as He-Man. Mm-hmm. I just remember there was always that thing, like, I don't, did they have PSAs or did they just have, like, yes, did they, you see Looky? Well, like, yeah, it was a Looky thing, but they were PSAs also. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But it was, can you find Looky in yeah. the episode? And, right. Yeah. That's why I was I couldn't pay attention to the episode. I was just like, is that? Where's, where, where, is that that little Where's that butterfly bear thing? <laughs> was it the butterfly one or the no, that no, weird with like the pajama a, looking like rainbow? Rainbow pajama elf like <laughs> yeah. thing. Oh, okay. I'm thinking. Of, Sprite type. I don't. I don't know what you. I, he, he was. Uh, he was. He was weird. I was, just I was thinking he, it was the bear with the big rainbow ears. No, with the big ears. Uh, I don't remember what that one. And he had a beak also. He was like a teddy bear with a beak and Dumbo cow? ears. Yes, I guess so. Uh, it was the. Uh, I don't know. You could have said any he name, and I would have been you. like, "Yeah." That's <laughs> Do you guys remember uh, Master of the Universe magazine? Yes. Oh, I, love that. I had a subscription I, to that. I remember seeing it. I don't remember ever actually. I think that's where I got. Old. That's where I got familiar with Shira first because I think they promoted that Christmas special mm-hmm. in there, yeah. and I had the uh, the one for the the movie, and they all came with like cool posters. So I had like tons of. That's really weird to like a toy line generated. They could generate a monthly magazine for a short period of yeah, time. Yeah, that's just how popular it was. <laughs> Posters were fantastic yeah. that came out of there. They were really well done. Uh, I remember that, they did that uh, uh, Joe Jesco meets Frazetta kind of style yeah. that he had. Mm-hmm. It was you know it was a lot more colorful and everything, but it man it, it remind it has some Frazetta elements into it. Yeah. Yes. Um, that had really the, uh, cool art. For the, when the movie came out, they had a poster of uh, He-Man and Blade fighting in the throne room. Yep. Oh, uh, that was so mm-hmm. awesome. Now, that one was a, that was a Druzen poster, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, I think so, yeah. The, after Shiro was over, they transitioned into He-Man New Adventures? Uh, yeah, something along those lines. <laughs> He-Man like in space? Yeah. Well, uh, back in a turn? From what I remember, uh, the line had dropped in popularity. You know, right. This was, this was late 80s. You know, He-Man had been going since... I think the line originally launched in 1980, and it was just, maybe it was 82, uh, and then it just, you know, after so many years, you know, kids sure. get older, they get, they lose interest, so they well, were trying they to find a, a cartoon way. vehicle anymore. Well, yeah. right, I mean, you, the show was still in syndication, sure, uh, but it, and they were still, it just, it was, people were losing interest, so they were trying to find a way to revitalize the line, and so they went with the new adventures of He-Man, which was basically He-Man and Skeletor in the future. Uh, heavily space He-Man. It was like He-Man crossing over. He-Man with Star Wars. Yeah. You know? And it they changed up the style of the figures. They were still very gimmicky, but even more so. 
It wasn't classic mass. It wasn't what no, people they, grew up. They weren't yeah. as bulky figures. They were a little, little leaner looking. It was definitely much more futuristic stuff, uh, space stuff, and and you only had two characters really transfer over. Well, that's all you had. Yeah, he man, he man, Skeletor. Everybody else was all new characters and and things like that. And uh, some of them, I think, as the designs, I realized some of them bordered bordered on the creepy. I mean, because the, the one character I remember vividly from the the Adventures line is is, and I'm not going to remember his name, but it's it was a bad guy. The evil mutants is what they yeah. called him. And he, his head was a giant eyeball. Yep. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, and it moved you, <laughs> little thing on his back, and it moved around like this. And I was like, that's a creepy figure. <laughs> oh, it was just, it was, again, trying to keep what they did with the classic uh, toy line, but they were trying to evolve it and to appeal to a wider audience, and they didn't. And uh, they even had a cartoon show where and yep. the, I th- I think I don't want to say the show it was ahead of its time, but a lot of ways it was because the cartoon show was even though it still had the campiness I guess of the uh, the classic cartoon you still had the PSAs at the end of it, but you had cohesive storylines everything nothing was episodic right you know yeah. I I can remember watching the classic cartoon and remember there was only like throughout the entire history of all. 100 some odd episodes there was only one two-part episode (laughs) but with new adventures of he-man each episode because they were all written and directed by the same person for the most part each episode dealt with something from a previous episode right and you're talking about a cartoon in late 80 or 89 90 doing that that was unheard of at that time yeah, uh, or it wasn't common, I should say. Right. Yeah. So I mean, so and very forward thinking. It's just, I think Pete, I think He Man had just ran its course by that time, and the way they tried to save it was such a drastic change that people looked at it and were like, "That's not my He Man. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want. That's not what I want." Yeah, yeah they definitely, definitely changed it, it quite extensively. Yeah, it was almost to the point where. Even then, I was thinking, I was like, did they just get like a Japanese cartoon that was <laughs> that looked like it, they could kind of use it to be a He-Man cartoon? But then it was just like, yeah, I mean, because they still would do like a Castle Grayskull, like when he held the sword up or something like that. Yeah, I don't like remember a, the cartoon much at all. I don't remember much about it. Well, I remember. The, I, I, I don't remember ever watching it. I mean, I remember watching it. Yeah. But it came on at a weird time because uh, we didn't. I didn't see it until we had moved to Houston. And oh, really? It, yeah, and it came on at such a weird time. It, it came on while we were in school. Oh, wow. So <laughs> That's that's bad. Yeah. yeah. I, mean, I remember it coming on at like, at like 2.30 in the afternoon. You know? I, guess, I guess they were trying to appeal to... Uh, 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 Preschoolers? House moms, you yes. know? <laughs> I mean, stay-at-home moms. Eating their bonbons, watching yeah. their adventures of He-Man. Because <laughs> the animation looked like, like that Japanese uh, animation that you would see like on Nickelodeon, like the little koala and stuff like that. Yeah. The, the, oh, music, yeah. the music was that way, the way that it would flow, like they're well, running through a and, dirt and the concept down a field. Of it, the things they incorporated, because every character got like a drastic redesign, because... I remember in the mini comics for the toys, you know, they explained why He-Man and Skeletor looked the way they did. Right. Uh, in the cartoon, what, before they went on, before they left Eternia, He-Man and Skeletor were already like that. Yeah, they already looked like that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sorceress, who was a recurring character in the cartoon, she had a completely different look, and that's just the way she was. They right. even actually had an episode in the cartoon where Tila shows up. Oh really? Yeah, but she was way different. She was like blonde, long blonde hair, 
and white costume and everything. Funny. Uh, they went with a lot of redesigns, but they did they did try and incorporate it. They did try to stay true to a degree on some of these classic stuff whenever they were transitioning through, but there was a lot of redesign. Yeah. But there was there was a lot of plans for the that cartoon. Mm-hmm. Uh if it had gotten picked up for a second season. Well but here's a little trivia piece for you on it. That's the only cartoon, Masters of the Universe related cartoon, where there was a actual final battle between him and Scott. Oh, really? oh yeah. Yeah, they where they resolved everything and they <laughs> Or uh, where He-Man finally defeated Skeletor, yeah. basically. Uh, but if it had been picked up for a second season, the plan was for them to go back to Eternia, and you were going to find out that Man-at-Arms had turned evil Ooh. and took over the planet. Nice. Oh, wow. So they had. So there's no telling what could have come from that. That's crazy. From the cartoons. <laughs> that would have been toys. too jarring even for me. Right? Yeah, I mean. No, not Man-at-Arms. Uh, Duncan. So, yeah, I mean, like I said, I think it I, I, again, I, I think people were just, they were done with He-Man at that time. It needed to go away. <laughs> as, as sad as that is to say, you know. Well, and it, it, it pretty much did. That, yeah. that sealed the nail in the coffin, at least for several years. Yeah, we didn't um, see anything until 2001, 2002, <laughs> with the, when the Four Horsemen took over with their line. Didn't that, that uh, New Adventures, didn't it have like the biggest vehicle of any toy line where they had that Starship Eternia? It was pretty, big. pretty good big. I'm yeah. not sure if it was the biggest one, but it, I do remember it being big. We didn't have it. We didn't have it, I didn't have any have toys to, from that line. Well, I bet that was a hard one to get now. Yeah. Because it, it, it transformed. It transformed into the ship, which these figures were like were six inches tall. Right. Yeah. So they were bigger than the class, than the original line. Uh, but the Starship Eternia would transform into a space station. Yeah. Also, so wow. I, I don't know what the size, overall size on it was, because like I said, we didn't have it. But to fit that many figures on it, no. whether it's one way or the other, right? I, it has to be a pretty good size. Yeah. Probably, I would say either the same size or probably bigger than it, that G.I. Joe special. <laughs> well, I think it but was, it it was essentially their equivalent of what Castle Grayskull was. Yeah, because yeah, that was their base. Original. Yeah. Sweet, yeah, I never had any of those. I always wanted them. I'd always see them at Toys R Us. And it's really weird. I guess it never dawned on me. It was like, oh, there's no more He-Man figures here. Except for this weird, it says it's (laughs) He-Man. I was excited for it when it came out because I was young enough to still think, oh, cool, it's a He-Man toy, you know. So I do have that fondness for it. But I figure if I would have been older when it was coming out, I probably would have soured on it. Yeah. I sure liked it. I have to go find and watch the cartoons now. Yeah, I saw them on YouTube. That's the only time I saw like the first episode. Where the because I had seen episodes as a kid, and I saw them on YouTube, so I watched the first one because I wanted to see like I was like, does it do what I was thinking? Where it's like they just took a Japanese cartoon, figured it looked close <laughs> enough, and did it. But no, it actually explained yeah. the stuff like what you were saying. But like their design was already that way even in present day Eternia before they got shot into the future. And I was like, it doesn't explain. Why everybody yeah. looks so different? But it did have like Castle Grayskull and right. stuff like that. Yeah, I mean storytelling wise, it was it was good uh, because it was it, it didn't follow the episodic formula, but they did throw a lot of campness in there. <laughs> I mean it it was definitely during that transitional period from '80s cartoons to '90s cartoons, and it was like right in the middle there. They were right. trying to fi- figure it out. In the cartoon, did they? Because I can't remember. Like, did they know like He Man and Skeletor as like like legends or anything like that or because it seemed to me like they didn't even well they know. went back in time to find because 
it was in the future yeah and they the people on the planet primus i think it was called were trying to defend against the evil mutants yeah so they needed a champion from the past and there was like a term to describe him i don't remember what it was but it was he-man so they went back in time to get him it's they didn't um, know right. who they were getting, so Skeletor, that's how Skeletor got involved, because he fooled them to thinking he was their yeah. champion, and he made a Skeletor got into a fight, and they were like, well, who do we take? Well, let's just take both of them. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they go back to the future, and he made a Skeletor, that's how they got into the future. <laughs> uh, but I do remember the difference between the, the mini-comics and the cartoon was uh, he Prince Adam strictly became He-Man in comics. They all figure out oh, He-Man, uh, he's He-Man, right? You know, there is no more Prince Adam, but they changed it for the cartoon where there was, he still, He-Man, they still had that element of He-Man going back and forth between yeah. He-Man and Prince Adam. Yeah. yeah. He was, uh, he had that little bandana or something. Yeah. Like that. And a poncho, or, if I remember correctly. Well, well so then we're into the, the, the Maddie Collector stuff or, or whatever, and, and they did a huge line. They pretty, pretty much pretty much did every figure. You can think of plus things that were, were just things that were in the cartoon show, like some of the little soldiers oh, and did so the lizard men, and they did like the, the, the big dragon guy. Yeah. 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 Um, you know, and then, uh, uh, you know, some of the fan-based figures that were the creative figures that, you know, they were supposed to be in episodes and never quite made it. And, man, they did so much stuff in that Maddie Collector's line. That's just ridiculous. Yeah, I, I think mean, the big thing was, was uh, for that true fan service, is when they got to the Powers of Grayskull stuff, we wrote, oh, yeah. all that, the stuff that was supposed to spin off from Masters of the Universe, but didn't because of the, the drop in line's popularity. Uh, matter of fact, they had two versions of Hero in that line there was the one who was the wizard who was supposed to be the lead in powers of grayskull but then there was the hero the son of he-man yeah this, oh. this is a little thing back in 94 93 94 somewhere around there uh the animation studio deke was yeah. trying to do bring back masters of the universe as a cartoon uh-huh. and it was going to be called hero the son of he-man Oh, and wow. it was actually going to be, you know, years after the original. They were going to completely disregard new interests. <laughs> uh, uh, and they were going to take place years after the end of the original cartoon. He made a defeated Skeletor, became king, married Tila, and lived happily ever after. <laughs> but then they learned that Skeletor was returning, so they needed to be a new hero. And He-Man found a, find a kid in the jungle, you know, because, you know, that's not a original thought. Uh-huh. Uh, and would adopt him, and this kid would end up becoming the new champion of Eternia. And he would be called, when he would transform from Power Sword, he'd be called Hero. Okay. And it would be spelled H-E-R-O. Mm-hmm. Right. And uh, they were, and it was just going to be a way to continue the line, and they were going to still have He-Man in there, but, you know, the focus was going to shift to Hero. Yeah. It was just, like I said, a way huh. to continue it all off. And you can actually go to He-Man.org, and you can read the series Bible on oh, yeah. that cartoon. Oh, wow. I love that site. And they had a lot of new characters and everything yeah. planned they for the, it. So. The hero figure that Maddie Collector did for the, the last part of their classics line that they had last year. He's like, yeah. actually pretty cool. His power sword is pretty sweet. Yeah, but they did, uh, yeah, because they did the Legends, or the, what the, uh, my mind's blanked out now. <laughs> the New Adventures of He-Man, they did those figures. Uh, yep. And, uh, and they did, uh, they did some of the, 
Did they do any of the redo of any of the 2000 X figures? I can't remember. I don't know how they would. I, I do think it. they did. The, yeah, they did. Oh, you they know they did. did the, yeah, they, they did, did the, the subservice, didn't they? Yeah, Where they it did was the, some uh, of the characters who weren't released. Yeah, or like some of the show exclusive. Yeah, because I have the the battle arm, the snake armor He Man and snake armor King Hiss from that line were a two pack that I got. Huh. When they had that war, that crazy techno power sword that He Man <laughs> that came with that. And now, I guess they've done so many of the figures now that they've gone back, and now they're just doing animated figures. Uh-huh. Well, they've converted over the Filmation stuff. Yeah, to the Filmation line, which I've got that, which so far, I've got the first three figures of uh, He-Man, Trapjaw, and Skeletor. And they look pretty, like the, the Trapjaw figure, like his, he's got that, his accessories are the ones that he had on the cartoon. He's got that weird, like, fly swatter <laughs> <laughs> looking thing, uh, the gun, and... Something else that's ridiculous. He doesn't have like the claw like the the original toy had, right. which I think he would need. <laughs> oh, he's got the the crossbow. Oh, right. Like his Chewbacca, <laughs> whatever crossbow blaster. I don't even know what figures I would want that they haven't made yet. <laughs> my one of my favorites was the uh, the uh, based on the uh, uh, robot chicken episode with the dentist oh, guy, yeah. and they did that. Uh, Molar. Uh, Molar. Molar. That's his name. Yeah. It was, uh, it was uh, I think it was a San Diego Comic Con mm-hmm. yeah. uh, exclusive, but it was a, a multi pack that had Skeletor laying on the table and Molar sitting there with all his tools to, yeah. to, yeah. to extract his teeth. You guys had that at the store, didn't you? We yeah. used to, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's the funny thing because of that, you know, they incorporated him. Molar is a character in Magic yeah. the Universe. Right. And uh, what was that other one? Wondar, that Wonder Bread exclusive. Uh-huh. That, oh, the, the yeah, the Wonder Bread exclusive, which that's a hard yeah. figure to get a hold of. Oh, just. So many different as far as the original one. I mean, yeah. they they redid it for Matty Collector. Yeah. Well, so many different he- versions of He Man throughout the Master Universe storyline. They've incorporated into the classics and they've established these as different characters. Right. Just as temporary He Mans. Uh-huh. You know, yeah. Until Prince Adam could become He Man. So I mean it like I said, I mean there's a lot there, but they have made a genuine attempt to make it a fluid and cohesive storyline. Yeah, yeah, even to a point, you know, incorporating the, the, the movie, you know, characters and everything. Absolutely. Yeah. I, it just it amazes me how much they incorporated yeah. everything He-Man related into the uh, the toy line, yeah. the, what Maddie did. That would be one that I would look, because the, the last subscription uh, from last year, it did come with Blade and uh, what was the lizard? Uh, Oh, I guess you've been to the store lately because we got a huge collection of like a bunch of Maddie collectors. Oh, really? Yeah, Ooh, like huge. Because <laughs> we've got. Well, oh, thanks for listening, guys. I gotta go do this. Thanks. Oh, yeah, yo. Yeah, because I have the blade and the. What was the lizard's name uh, from the Sarad. movie? Sarad. Yeah. yeah. So I wish they, oh, that would be cool if they made a Frank Langella Skeletor or Maddie Collector figure. <laughs> that would be awesome. Oh, they need a Nikki Cox figure. Uh, or a Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Courtney Cox. Uh, I know for a fact we've got Gwildor and we've got Blade. After that, I'm not sure if we've got oh, yeah. any others. But Gwildor and Blade, definitely. They're weird, weird Gwildor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Man, I guess that I guess that kind of wraps up everything. I mean, I know we probably didn't discuss everything. Yeah. Well, like we said, He-Man. we'll come up with a reason another yeah, to, He-Man to have another episode. episode. You know, this is part one. <laughs> so it's just kind of us reminiscing about He-Man and you know, trying to do a little bit of history uh, and and just 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 talk about He-Man. Yeah, and we did do a, a Maddie Collector Castle Grayskull unboxing right, uh, video that. that we're we're still editing together. Uh, that we'll probably have out at some point. I'm waiting on some uh, 
some professional photography that I had done to the <laughs> the castle to to come in. How professional are we talking here? How professional? Uh, well, that's my cousin. What do we have here? It's Castle Grayskull. And it's mine. That's so fast, Beastman. He-Man! You can pit He-Man against Beastman playing for the power of Castle Grayskull. You have to put the castle together. Beastman's escaping. What's wrong, Dad? Dad, you saved the castle. Castle Grayskull from the Masters of the Universe collection. He-Man and Beastman each sold separately from Mattel. And we're back. We've been uh, playing with some action figures here that we're about to review for you, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, what we've got here today uh, for a quick review is the uh, Four Horsemen's Mythic Legions uh, line of action figures. I was able to get um, four figures off their Kickstarter campaign from last year. Uh, we've... Master of the Universe fan, love Four Horsemen stuff. These are kind of ideal for you. Yeah. Pretty cool. It's like the Four Horsemen got to just go as wild as they ever wanted to with a license of their own creation. Because they haven't done that before. <laughs> <laughs> this is coming out after, on the heels of their, whatever their bird line of action figures was called. Those looked really cool. I'd like to see some of those. Yeah, those. me too. Uh, similar to the line they yeah, had prior. I'm sure some of these parts are exactly the same <laughs> as, as what's on here. So we've got four figures here today uh, with some unpronounceable names. Yeah, they, they went a little crazy on the mythologies. Yeah, and Brian over there has uh, Urku, the uh, orc. He's renowned for his intellect. Okay. Ah, well, about that? Uh, I will say that he seems to have all his armor pieces in the right place, so I will agree with his, <laughs> He's his intellect. Smart. Yes, he, uh, he he at least knows where to put his, uh, his clothes on. <laughs> um, he, he's pretty cool. He's got this uh, really great... Um, uh, loincloth belt with the little straps, very gladiator looking. Um, he's got leg armor and some uh, gauntlets on, and then he came with a, a battle axe or a, an axe that you can switch into a battle axe, which I think almost all of them came with that, which is pretty yeah. cool. Um, but they're painted different, so definitely unique. He's got this little belt strap that you wrap around his uh, chest area so you can hold his sword on his back, which again, the sword. It, like all the others, they all have the same sword, but it's all painted differently. So it's definitely unique to each character. Um, and then they have the the shoulder armor, which snaps onto the back. And in that case, it's that's a little different between figures, depending on which one you're looking at. Yeah. Um, and he came with two of those. I only put one on him here. Um, and then he also had a spear. Uh, and uh, yeah, really great looking. Uh, he's got this cool helmet. Um, it does, as Chase uh, said earlier off mic, why didn't the helmets come off? <laughs> you know, uh, but they still look really good. These are really sculpt, really well sculpted figures. Um, anything I would expect from, from the Four Horsemen, they just always do really amazing detailed sculpts. Yeah. And I'll, I'll do some uh, photography later and I'll have a, a, a review on the website uh, with more, more photography albums so you guys can, can check them out. And uh, Brian also, he has over on his side of the table, uh, Atlas the Conqueror. I'm going to say Atlas because it's A-T-T-L-U-S. I don't know if that's supposed to be an I for Attilus the Conqueror. Oh, no. no, it's Atlas. I see it here in the other writing. Uh, he was banished by the army of Leodysus. Ah, poor guy. <laughs> for looking like <laughs> for looking like Jason Momoa's Aquaman. Right. He's, uh, he's again, uh, he's kind of similar to the... The orc that I was with, um, except you know he's got a little bit different armor on, uh, but the belt 
Uh, the leg armor, that's the same, just different paint. He does have a little dagger, which the orc guy didn't come with, so that's that's pretty cool. But he's got the axe uh, that converts into the battle axe. He's got the sword. Uh, did he have a spear? I don't think he did. He may not have had the spear, I don't remember. Um, but he's got this really amazing head sculpt that's got, he's got one eye is, has a slash down it and it's it's whited out and he's got this really great beard and these braids on the beard and then a top knot hairstyle, just a really uh, cool looking uh, head sculpt uh, warrior type guy uh, that you would want. I just uh, really impressed with uh, these these two figures quite a bit. They're, they While they're action figures, they just would look good just standing on your shelf. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much all they're going to be able to do once you get all their accessories <laughs> right. on there. The the articulation limits itself a little bit once you get the accessories and like the the armor on. Yeah, and uh, I've got on my side of the table uh, Forgus of uh, Vermilius, the Blood Armor, which is one of those figures. Since this was a Kickstarter campaign, they have certain levels that they try to reach, and once it reaches that that certain level where they can produce the figures, they start adding bonuses on there. And this figure. Uh, was one of them. Once they reached their their main goal, they released some other figures that you can you know purchase. And this was one of them. I was holding out for this one, and he's pretty awesome. He's like a look like a he's just an all crimson red head to toe figure with uh, some pretty sweet armor. He's got some like ram horn things going on. Uh, he's pretty much got the same accessories as it turns out most of the figures in this line have. The same sword. Uh, of course, it's painted different to match his armor. Uh, he also had a battle axe. Uh, as a cape that we were having trouble figuring out how to get these capes on the figures that do have capes. Uh, his articulation, and I haven't had a chance to mess with the other figures, but his articulation is actually really good. I keep putting him in this weird <laughs> straddling stance where he's like <laughs> doing yoga. Yeah, it's actually pretty good. Uh, his armor uh, looks good. You can move it up and down to try to get his arms up and moving. Uh, yeah, all in all, I'm really impressed. He kind of looks like the that armor from uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula movie. Uh, yeah, the, okay. that uh, what's his name? That's more? true. Yeah, where it's just like all it's red very, from head uh, to toe. <laughs> a very, uh, very gothic medieval style armor. Yeah. Um, really, really sharp looking with that the that deep red paint and then the black uh, wash that's on it. And yeah, thing uh, which did, doesn't distract from the details that are sculpted no, no, into no, the armor. No. It's really fantastic. Yeah, oh, look, he's probably my favorite figure so far. And then we've got a case of the. Uh, which I guess I would call like the the hero figure, just because he might have the, the best head sculpt of all. Yeah, sitting here. Attila Leo, sir. Yeah, he's a he's a very much a, he's a knight figure, set up armor. Matter of fact, he, from what I can tell, he uses the same body as the uh, the other one, the red armored knight, with a few few differences, and and uh, and that's the thing. A lot of these use. There's a lot of similarities. A lot of the same body parts are used for these figures. Just like they all come with a lot of the same accessories. Um, he, has, but he has a really cool head sculpt. You know, you see it open face, and you see like the scar on his face. He's got you know uh, facial hair stubble, but his helmet's just a big old lion's head. Yeah, it looks it's like the uh... really cool. Um, another thing I noticed, and just sitting here and playing with it, you know, every all the figures come with these battle axes. But the battle axes all have these removable oh, spikes on them. The top so you can like <laughs> put the spikes and blades all over into different spots. Wow. The only thing is you can't take off the main one. The main blade yeah. on the top, but you know, still the fact is you can chain you have that creativity, you know, where you can really customize the 
battle axes to look the way you would want you want them to look, and you know, just to kind of differentiate them. That's cool. Uh, yeah, I wanted to get that figure because the the head sculpt or the the lion helmet reminded me of uh, that one guy that uh, from Gladiator. Yeah, oh, yeah. Had that, uh, the old, the old helmet. Gladiator. Yeah. Uh, articulations are really solid, but again, with so much stuff that you can put on them, it does limit them. But you can, they have so many accessories that, like, each one of them all comes with a, uh, with a, uh, strap that has a, mm-hmm. where you can put the sword in. But, you know, you can't ha- necessarily have all the shoulder armor on and have this, because it keeps you from putting the sword on there. Or it keeps, it's restricting. Yeah. So, uh, you do have to kind of, you know, Choose what how you want them to look and everything, but you know, still you have you have options of how you want to display them and everything, just based off what accessories they have. So I thought that I think that's really cool. Uh, again, overall articulation, all the figures is really really nice. Uh, you, I noticed that you're seeing a, um, and it's coming from more and more toy lines, but you're starting to see a um, articulation in the in the waist area, a different type of articulation, which is very reminiscent of the old G.I. Joe line with the O-ring articula- uh, when they had the O-rings and the articulation oh, yeah. at the waist. It's very reminiscent of that, but it's not an O-ring. It is uh, look, It looks to be like a plastic swivel in there. Uh, it's something more and more you're seeing, because I'm probably more because uh, a lot of articulation in the, uh, the torsos. Uh, some articulation uh, is uh, copyrighted, copyrighted by us toy companies so some toy companies when they're coming up with their own lines they can't use that articulation so you see more creative ways how to do it and like i said i'm seeing more and more of this hips or the this waist swivel uh it doesn't take and it doesn't take away from the figure it it really you don't really think about uh, the change in the articulation uh overall i think i think this is a a fun line, you know, again, for all you Masters of the Universe fans out there, I think these would be great companion pieces. I mean, it, you could say it's the equivalent of s- stuff that uh, from the 80s that Remco and all those bootleg <laughs> toy companies used to come out with to making compatible lines with Masters of the Universe. I mean, this is the well, they, they 2010s seem, equivalent of that. Yeah. yeah, they seem a little bigger than our, than your normal Marvel Legends. I would say these are probably closer to, what, 7-inch figures? Which, yeah, and again, that fits in with what Masters of the Universe yeah. classics are. So yeah. They're yeah. not as bulky as the Masters right. of the Universe classics, but... Well, they're very well proportioned. I mean, yeah. you, you look at that body style, you're like, okay, somebody could really have that... Yeah. Be that that muscle yeah the know? detail is crazy like looking at that barbarian guy like his muscle detail oh, yeah. he's got the veins popping i mean it's even got the trapezoids uh and the the uh uh tricep muscles just rippling yeah i mean it looks like me in high school <laughs> yeah it they looks have a, like me when i <laughs> wished i would look like um yeah, they have a lot of other figures in the in the first line. I only got four just because I gave myself a budget. I think it was like two hundred dollars because I've got the weapons pack that has some pretty wicked weapons. It's got some cool stuff in it. Yeah, and then some uh, uh, stands that I have that can convert into flight some stands. Wicked broadswords, and then there's a almost like a, a scimitar style sword that looks like it's made out of the spine of his enemy or yeah. something. <laughs> and then it's got this really cool round shield that has this. Uh, uh, I don't know. Looks like uh, looks runes. Like, looks like uh, uh, 
Norse runes or yeah. something. Somewhere. I'm sure it's made up or whatever, but that's what it kind of reminds me of. A really cool golden shield. Well, it's kind of cool with these uh, additional weapons from the weapons pack because they look like they could, if you wanted to replace like some of the swords or whatever from some of the figures that you had purchased, that some of these look like they would fit better than what yeah. they come with. Absolutely, yeah. This this gold sword in here looks like it would go with the, the, the lion guy that chases guy really well. Um, and it looks like that they're... Again, versatile enough that they would slide in the same little slots as the other uh, weapons and things like that, so they would fit with the figures very, very well. Yeah, these, these, these are pretty neat. Yeah, and they're already on their their second line of uh, of these figures. Uh, so if you want to check it out, you can go to uh, mythiclegions.com, uh, sourcehorsemen.com, and if you want to purchase them, storehorsemen.com. Nice. And I'll have to check out what their, their second it, wave is. Is this is this a wave where they're continue, anytime they do a new wave they're continuing to Kickstarter it kickstart uh, it? I mean, or it is it like, they've done the initial Kickstarter and now you can just purchase the things off the website? Uh, right now you can purchase the first wave off the website directly, because uh, I guess they had reached enough of the goal or they can mass produce them. Uh, the second wave, I think, is a pre-order, but it's not through Kickstarter. You can just go to Store Horseman and do a pre-order for that. That's cool. <laughs> okay. It's interesting. Oh, yeah. man. Well, you know, we've looked at these figures, and, you know, they've we give given them that. Uh, uh, six thumbs up. <laughs> six thumbs up. <laughs> we haven't figured out our grading scale yet. We're, we're working on a we're working on a, a fanboy grading scale. So, hey, uh, <laughs> you know what? If any of y'all you got some what? suggestions. I, I certified these. Uh, mint. 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 <laughs> these, are, these are mint. Is that what we should do? That's not a bad idea. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, we're going to work on that a little bit. If y'all have any suggestions, feel free to post them on the Facebook. We're not promising we'll use them. Yeah. Uh, we're not promising anything. <laughs> yeah, come on, get on our backs, guys. <laughs> yeah. No, but so we're going to do that. So we may come up with a grading scale that's, uh, you know, uh, mint is, 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 is kind of neat. I kind of like that. Maybe we'd do something that's, uh, you know, good, fine, mint, near mint, <laughs> things trash. like that. Uh, trash, you know, yeah, yeah. That's... Uh, but uh, these, these, if if we're gonna do that, I definitely, I mean, they're they've got a lot going for them. Uh, if you're if you're a collector on the six inch scale, I would highly recommend adding these to your collection. Yeah, especially if you want some fantasy figures to add into your stuff. Um, this is this is definitely a line that would be very interesting. Um, and I think uh, Freddie would definitely need to get some pictures and put them up on the on the Facebook so people can check some of these out. Uh, mm-hmm. so I have a couple of friends that either may not know about these or haven't. Haven't been decided on them yet, and I'm gonna give them, uh, tell them that these are these are pretty good, and they would go very well with some of the stuff that they're doing. Yeah. I think now we're gonna go. Well, I think we have now coined our fanboy five, um, and basically this is uh, we pick a category each time we do an episode of, that relates to the episode, and we we pick our top five of Whatever. that category. Yeah. Um, usually we have an honorable mention just because sometimes there's too many things. <laughs> To, so that hard. we can't do or decide <laughs> out of five. So uh, uh, this time we did uh, top five Masters of the Universe action figures. Yeah. Um, and for me, anyway, it was, I guess, really characters I liked more than just the action figures. Yeah. You know, things like that, because I wasn't... I, I, Chase had more of the action figures, and I didn't play with them as much, but uh, I do remember enjoying quite a bit of them. Uh, 
and everything. And I think we'll just go. Uh, we'll we'll, we'll try we to start do... from our honorable mentions and move up. Okay. Do you um, want to do it go back and forth, or just one of us do their list? I think we, I like doing the going back you, and okay. forth. You know, you know, one of us says ours, then the, you know, talk about it a little bit, then the other one, and then we just kind of go around like that. So Chase, why don't you? I will lead be us contributing off? this time because <laughs> I didn't know ahead of time. Well, I'm going to start with my honorable mention. And uh, my honorable mention is probably, there's actually three in honorable mention. Uh, I know that's not against the rules, but you know what? It's our show. We can do whatever we want. So <laughs> I've got three honorable mentions. Uh, the first is, well, let me put it this way. The, the fir- these three mentions are not a specific figure, but they're contrib- contributions, important contributions to the Masters of the Universe toy, toy line. The first is the Horde. You can't not mention the Horde because it was the first separate group of villains that they introduced aside from Skeletor and his minions. I mean, you had Hordak, Grizzlor, uh, Mantana, oh, I mean, Leech. I mean, so many <laughs> characters. I mean, it added a whole new dynamic into Master of the Universe because it no longer became just He-Man versus Skeletor. Yeah. Second is the Snake Men. Again, another separate army to help build upon what was already there. And it was themed. They you know, were all snake-related characters. And uh, this this line was interesting because it actually sh- really shows that influence from Conan the Barbarian in this line because of Conan's history of fighting Snake Men and everything like that. And the third part of the honorable mention is the She-Ra Princess of Power line. Again, as I stated, as I stated earlier, the importance of this line, just from Mattel's standpoint and how forward-thinking it was, uh, it was, it, it was a good way of just expanding out, broadening the horizons of uh, Masters of the Universe. And uh, yeah, those those three parts were. You know, even though they were separate subsets, they added something new to Ma- to He-Man and the Masters of the Universe that, to this day, is people are still talking about because everyone has fav- fan favorite characters from those different sets. So, I mean, and no one can doubt the importance of Hordak and King Hiss in yeah. regards to where they stand as far as villains wise. So, th- those are my honorable mentions. <laughs> Who wants to go next? Go ahead, Fred. All right. My honorable mention, I think my, uh, this this list and our list for the next episode might be sacrilegious as far as why to choose for honorable mention. But I went with Skeletor, the original Skeletor, because uh, he was my uh, first <laughs> he was my first uh, first figure I had. Uh, so just, just mostly at a nostalgia's sake. Uh, and, and plus being the first figure, like, you know, I got a monster as a, as a, <laughs> as a figure versus like a, a hero or anything like that. And he had like cool accessories. I mean, they had like the remove, you know, the removable shoulder, chest, skull and crossbone thing that he had going on there. Uh-huh. Uh, and he had uh, his half of the power sword and his havoc staff. Uh, and he had the, just the crazy like green and yellow skull design. And I always thought it was cool. Like he had the, uh, uh, like the, his one hand. Uh, which all most of the evil characters have like a clawed, like right. sharp fingered hand. 
Uh, and he was just a, a cool figure, kind of like what, what Chase said earlier about having the you know his He-Man figure as a security blanket. I think my Skeletor figure was my security blanket because he traveled around with me for quite a while before I started getting more of the Masters of the Universe figures at that time. So uh, it's odd to say that why he's not on my top five, but because uh, there just there's so many figures that. Uh, that that I just played with more as the line went on. That right. that, that this the original Skeletor just kind of got pushed back over time. But you know he's still up there as an honorable mention for me. <clears throat> ah, so my honorable mentions. I did I did cheat a little bit because I put a vehicle in here because I just remember loving <laughs> this one vehicle. It was just so cool. Uh, and so for that honorable mention, it's it's Spider the giant spider walker thing, and it had a uh, it was this big black body looked like a black widow thing. It had these red jaws in the front and uh uh the character would sit in the spider and then it had the eight legs oh, okay, yeah. and you turned it on and it walked yeah. across Thor and it was just really kind of cool uh I'm sure I know there were some others that walked and did anything like that but this one was just they just went far above beyond on this one yeah. um, my other honorable mention is to this day I do not like this smell and that's because of Stinkor <laughs> they I don't know what they did they must have put some kind of yeah. patchouli pack yeah and to this day, I cannot stand the smell yeah. of patchouli. I heard um, that they had done it through, like, in the manufacturing of the figure. Like, they mixed it in with the plastic that yeah. molded the figure. Yeah. And, I, man, that figure, <laughs> I mean, it, it was a brilliant marketing thing. It was it was great. I mean, it wasn't an unpleasant smell for most people, but it was no. very pungent. Yeah. You know, so, and that, that figure, would I, to this day, if you have one, he probably still smells. <laughs> matter of fact, I think it gets worse. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, that... To me, that's an honorable mention just because while he's not a character that I particularly liked or anything like that, the, the marketing and, and the production of the figure was was brilliant on their part. It was a really cool gimmick, even though I cannot stand the smell. It made for the, the figure Sabre. memorable. It yeah. did. I it, When I think of He-Man, other than you know the couple of main characters, he's one of the first other figures I think about. <laughs> All right, so back to me, and this is my number five. Uh, I chose this one because he is a fa- he was a favorite figure, uh, just visually and with the with the features on him. And then later on, as you know, I learned more stuff about the character came out. He just evolved into just a great character. And that my number five choice is Cyclone. Uh, anyone who remembers, you know, he, he had like armor pieces. He was blue, blue, yellow, and red. He had the you know you could spit. He had a little uh, button on the back on his belt that you could spin <laughs> around, and he would spin around. He had this big old uh, sticker on his chest that like showed like space or whatever. I mean, he was just visually a stunning figure for someone who was a child and was like who gravitated towards interesting looking ideas. Yeah. And I really appreciate like when they did the uh, two when the two thousand two cartoon came out. Uh, and they reintroduced him. They kind of four horsemen redesigned him a bit and gave him more of a oriental samurai looking feel. And yeah. they actually incorporated that into the character that he's a samurai warrior now who controls wind and everything. So I mean, just the overall thought and look of the character just really stuck with me. And I just I really love the character and the the figure. And I the the figure was always one of my favorites. Yeah. Well, and he was one of the first ones, the He Man figures, to have that ball pivot yeah. arm joint because it was real loose. And Absolutely. Everything. So that when you spin him, his arms, his arms would swing out. out. Yeah. And, they, and I always thought that was really really <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, he looked like he was flying. You yeah. Know? Yeah. 
So yeah, he that that Cyclone is my number five. Cool. So Freddie, nice. what do you got? Uh, my number five is going to be uh, Manny Faces. <laughs> Manny Faces. Yeah, and uh, I, I loved him. I loved his mini comic. I loved his origin story uh-huh. there that he was like a circus uh, performer and actor, uh, which it always threw me off. It was just like how like because he was supposed to uh, be like a uh, like a man of disguise or whatever, which he just looked like a giant robot whose head could spin. Yeah. <laughs> and that's supposed to, like, when you see him as a monster, you're like, oh, my God, it's a monster. If you see him as a robot man, it's like, oh, he's a yeah, robot. guy with a multiple personality disorder. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I always, I always liked him. I liked the, the color of him. It had that weird, like, I couldn't that, tell that, if it was, like, a... That bluish... Yeah, it was the blue armor and then, like, an orange. And I couldn't tell if it was, like, his skin tone, which is blue armor on it, or if the whole thing was... Right. Uh, ...an armor thing. And he had the that orange gun. Uh-huh. Um, and, uh, and I would always do it where... Each face had its own, you know, powers. If he was the robot face, then, you know, he's, like, bulletproof or, yeah. or you know, he's got the strength of a robot. If he's a monster, he's got, you know, like, like you know, super strength. I remember on my figure, you know, he had, like, a weird arm articulation where, like, when you moved his arms upwards, like, some of the figures that, you know, you'd move them up and they would just go, like, you know, straight parallel. Like, his, for some reason, would, like, go up to a point. That torso. That oh, because his torso, because his head was all part of his. Because the, the pivot was where you plugged the arms in was kind of at a slant. Yeah. So when you pulled the arms up, they came up to yeah. a point like that. Yeah, because yeah. it didn't have, like, a true head. Like, his his head design yeah, was it, part of the, his, the torso. With the regular He-Man figures, you had the torso and the head were, were two pieces. Yeah. With Manny Faces, it was all one piece. Yeah. So, yeah. I remember his arms would always fall off pretty easily. Yeah. You, you played anyway. with any of those He-Man figures for a little bit of time. Those, yeah, arms, those arms popped arms off pretty good. Off. I was like, they were just, they were just like, oh, interchangeable parts. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, so my number five is Mechanek. <laughs> I just love the fact that you could twist this guy's head or twist his body and his head would just, you know, pop up, you know, like a periscope type of thing. And he had this weird helmet thing where it was all real angular yeah, and, and some kind that of never diamond. really made sense to me. And he had like these uh, real angular like sunglass goggle things that made him look like an aviator pilot kind of thing or something. And I just remember the paint on that was like, was like chromed out. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it was just really funny. And then like the rest of his body was blue and his neck was big silver. And they had some little details in there that made it uh, look uh, mechanical. Uh, and then he had the, the chest armor thing that put the little like microphone looking oh, thing yeah. right over his mouth. the same chest armors they ended up using for Stinkor. Right. Yeah. Yes. Because they did use, redo a lot of they parts. They reused a lot of parts and everything. Uh, and uh, he was just kind of cool. I just, I just liked that little gimmick. You know, well, I don't really remember much about the character. I remember uh, with uh, whenever the 2000 X line when they released him, they uh, added the backstory that he was uh, uh, reconnaissance. That was his uh-huh. that was his job in the team most of the time. So because he had the long neck, but they uh, did it where he could see long distance because of the visor. Yeah. So the 2000 X line when they had the figure, you could they had a little deal where you could see through the back of the head oh, or. Neat. They had a light. Anyway, they had, it, the visor was kind of clear, so they added elements to that. But yeah, he's I, like I said, I just kind of liked the mechanic of him and thought he was really cool. And so, Mechanix Nine, number five. Nice. All right. Well, my number four is a it's a two parter, uh, and the reason it, it's it's two parter is because there's two figures in there, and you can't. I don't think you can have these figures 
you can't do one without the other because they were so similar or they were similar. I mean, they were the same construction and concept, everything. And it added so much to what you could do with it. <laughs> and that was Modulock and Multigut. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if anyone remembers these figures, they were, uh, they were, they were bad guys. They were both horde figures, but they came in a box set in individual boxes. They weren't packaged like the regular figures. But they had interchangeable parts, and they all came, you know, multiple arms, multiple legs, multiple, you know, body parts, and you could combine them. You could essentially make, with one Modulock and one Multibot set, you could basically make four figures between the two sets. And they had, you know, or you could make one big figure, like, where they each had two heads, like <laughs> Modulock would have two heads, Multibot would have two heads. But if you had both of them, you could combine Modulock and Multibot together. So it was just a really cool idea at the time that uh, it just to this day, visually, I had a lot of fun just throwing pieces together and, you know, interchanging. Lego. Yeah, basically. And, uh, yeah, so number four is Modulock and Multibot. Uh, All right, well, I guess we're at number four. Yep. Okay, so my number four is is the only He-Man I have on my list, but Flying Fists He-Man. Ah, that's the one with the, the spinning Yeah, he had the, the spinning earlier. arm and a spinning shield. And, uh-huh. and he, he was a replacement figure for me because my original He-Man legs, uh, the rubber broke and I <laughs> became paralyzed. That was the worst thing about the He-Man. Yeah. Page. If that rubber band broke between the legs, there was no safety. <laughs> nope. So he was, uh, uh, so I got him, and I think I actually, I can't remember which came first, if it was Thunder Punch He-Man or Flying Fist, because I had them they, both. It was Flying Fist. Was it, yeah, um, I believe so. so. Flying Fist became my 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 main He-Man uh, for the, the rest of the time that I played with these toys, and he was a little bit sleeker. He wasn't as, as mm-hmm. bulky. I remember those being, at that. it was that one, and I think it was, it came, the Skeletor was the Terror Claw. Terror, the Terror Claw. And I remember them being, both those being, Taller than the average, yeah, because yeah, they didn't have the bowed legs. Well, they not did. as bowed. Yeah, they were just slightly. They and I thought that was kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because it almost looked like they didn't match the rest of the line. They looked a little mm-hmm. bit sleeker, a little bit cleaner. Like they had like a uh, kind of a goldish. Uh, they had that top. back, me- had that back metalized yeah. armor. Yep, and, uh, and they had that little like red clip on the back that you could stick his uh, his flying fist. Oh. Weapon into. Yeah. As he moved his torso, his arms would also move up and down right. to, to cause the spinning fist to, to fly around. And I don't remember if he came with a power sword. He was the only he man that Really? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, so he just had those two I, weapons. I remember being disappointed in that. I, I liked the figure, but I remember, like, where's the power sword? Yeah. The sword. Even like a gold one to match the, the armor. But yeah, I liked him. <laughs> and his, he was just mainly because he was my primary he man. He had a better. Uh, stance. Uh, it wasn't quite as like he was supposed to ride a horse the whole time like the other ones. Uh, but yeah, that's my, he's my number four. Uh, my number four was Triclops. Um, I, the reason I like Triclops is mostly because the color. I like color green. It's one of my favorite colors. I, yeah. loved it, I thought that was pretty cool. And he, next to the power sword, he had the coolest sword. Yeah. That, that long sword with the, the, the little like, Horn things, and it was it was you know his handle was black, and the rest of it was green. Yeah. And then I love the character on the the cartoon show. You know, whatever eye he was on, he had a little bit different power, a little yeah. bit different beam that he could shoot out. And like all the Skeletor villains, he was an idiot. But you know, <laughs> it, it, he seemed to be the smartest of the idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so because he seemed to get in, in less trouble than the you know say Beast Man yeah. or Merman. And he <laughs> yeah. was a human character yep. for Skeletor's crew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So he, he just, again, a kind of a cool mechanic. The little eyes would spin on his head, and it was just 
just really kind of a neat little thing. And uh, visually, the figure was very appealing to me. And yeah. uh, like I said, I liked the show. Yeah, so the redesigned the horse the four horsemen did on him. Oh, that yeah. was fantastic! Was, yeah, the, that figure was great. <laughs> uh, so that's 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 my number four. So now we're at number three, and my number three is again. It's like Cyclone. It was one I had. The visually was very stunning. He had a great gimmick. And uh, he's one I don't think a lot of people really think about too much, but he's just one that it was... That's Prince Adam. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> he man with a different paint job. <laughs> and a felt vest. Well, I won't go that far. I won't go that far. But my number three is Rio Bust. Oh, uh, yeah. That's a good oh, one. such a great... I mean, if you're not familiar with Rio Bust, he was one, in one of the later waves... Uh, but oh, he was so great. He was ba- he was a sheriff, a western sheriff. I don't remember if he came with. I don't think he came with a hat. He did not. No, but well, that was uh, one of the bad things about him. But he was like you know he wore you know he had the pants and he had the chaps and he had the blue. I guess he looked more like a ca- a cavalier captain to a degree. Uh, well, I I think one of the things that always reminded is is that it was much later series, but he he did remind me of of. Uh, I'm gonna blank on the name, but the the Cowboys, Space Cowboys, oh, Brave Star, Brave Star. Oh, okay. yeah. You know, I mean, and Brave Star came out later <laughs> yeah. and everything like that. But I, for whatever reason, I very much equate yeah. those two to each other. <laughs> but you know, he had you know a blue shirt with had the star on it, and he had the glove and thing. But you know, he he had these multitude of guns, and the cool thing about it is the guns were built into the figure. <laughs> right. You could take the they had the compartment on the chap. You could flip on them the over thighs. there on the thighs. He had the guns. He had the you could pull his chest down. There's a big old cannon in there. He had guns in, the, in his hand that you could flip out. <laughs> he had the big old backpack. With the edge. I mean, just all these weapons on this figure. And it just, it, it was such a great thing. It was, he was one of the rare Masters of the Universe figures that did not reuse parts right. yeah. from other figures. And uh, again, that's a, that was a rarity at the time. Yeah, you know? he was he was pretty much all new construction yeah. and everything. And I don't know that they reused anything from him on anything else. Nope. He was mm-hmm. he was unique yeah. in that. Yeah. Just, Did he have his own handheld gun or just the gun? No, no, no it was it was he had these little holes in his hand that yeah. you had these little like clip oh, things, right. yeah, yeah. and they slid up and they let had a little groove in his arm yeah, so they where they would flip it, and then you just you just moved yeah. them up like yeah. it was a sharpshooter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He couldn't hold any weapons because of that. Right. He didn't need he was to. A weapon. He, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that my number three is real blast. <laughs> Nice. That's cool. Well, my number three has already been on, has already been discussed, a Cyclone. Because <laughs> I loved him, and maybe for the, the reason that we talked about, because he had that, that different arm articulation, which he could do a lot more. Uh, he couldn't hold any weapons because his hands were kind of like a closed fist. fist. Yeah. And uh, and he had the his he did have a shield a little had a the little shield with the was it a, a little um, it's a little circular shield yeah. yeah but it had a didn't have a sticker on it that was lenticular mm, well the I lenticular was on his, his chest, chest had, oh, I think he just okay. had like this like a standard shield that like yeah. other oh, but it was oh, just a small but it, but it was a unique shield he only he was only yeah. had that shield I and uh, I like to remember his like his little his little headband around his head would always I would always pop it off and use uh-huh. where he could use it as a weapon. Uh, but yeah, I liked his I liked his design. Uh, like I said, cause, um, you know, blue. I, I like uh, blue, or at least at the time, the blue and yellow design was very striking. Uh, and to me, I, I used him as a better fighter just because of his arm articulation. And one of the main things that I really liked about him is the name. He was colored blue. His name was Cyclone, and at the time. 
in the eighties, I was a really big fan of Ray Stevens. If you remember <laughs> him, you know, Santa Claus is watching you, yep. the Mississippi Squirrel Revival. He had a song at the time called Blue Cyclone, which was a song about a wrestler. And every time I that I would listen that to that before. song, yeah, it would remind me of Cyclone because he's blue and a Cyclone. So like, I felt like he had his own theme song. <laughs> that's awesome. So that's like one reason, like just a nostalgic reason why Cyclone's so, always been close. So when he pulled him out to fight, he would um, yeah, he would come, yeah. To... <laughs> Oh, but yeah, so that's why it's like, <laughs> yeah, I'll have to throw that in there. Ray Stevens, please don't sue us. Um, okay, so my number three, and while talking and everything, I just remembered this one, so I ended up switching my number threes, but I'll, I'll mention them both. Uh, my first one was Roboto. Uh, oh, yeah. And I just, I, he was another one like Rio Blast that had just a really cool construction. Mm-hmm. You know, he had these internal gears in his chest, so when you moved him, you'd see those gears yeah. turn around. And he had kind of like the yeah. trap jaw thing where his his jaw would move or the little thing. Well, no, the visor moved whenever you twisted the. No, it was no, but the, but he had a red, he had a the mouth, mouth thing part. Red mouth part because yeah. he had a he had a black thing. I guess what was supposed to be like his mouth part, like the robot mouth, and his his red the red guard over it would go up and down. Okay, that's room. what I'm thinking of. Okay. And uh, uh, I knew something moved. And then and then he had <laughs> interchangeable hands. Yeah. Uh, you know, so he had like like an axe hand and a, a, like a two gun hand and. Um, Maybe a, I think it was a claw. A claw, yeah. yeah. You know, and so he, he had those those kind of things, and so he's just other than that, he was pretty much the same. But he was a clear see through body, mm-hmm. so you could see the gears. So I really like that. Um, the one I decided to switch it to is too bad. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. When we were sitting there talking about, I was thinking about you know the villains and everything, and too bad always cracked me up. <laughs> uh, he was just funny, and he was this character that was basically a two headed guy. Um, and they were, the heads would argue, always argue uh, at each other and everything like that. But he had, again, a really cool mechanic where you could pull his arms back and they had a little spring mechanism where they would yeah. you know, you know, kick back. So he was a broader figure. Um, and again, a unique construction, um, with the exception of maybe the legs, but the body was all one piece and then you had the two heads and then you had the two arms and they, he was colored differently on both sides. Uh, but you know, the, the, the arms would smash against each other and it kind of looked like he was, uh, uh, well, like, he could like give the figures like a bear hug, a bear hug type thing. and the arms were positioned directly on the shoulder. Yeah. So they weren't, they weren't like side by side. So they were always up, up like this. A, yeah. Yeah. So. Well, and I like, uh, you know, talking about too many, I remember they gave him an origin story in the 2002 cartoon where he was two separate bounty oh, yeah. hunters trying to <laughs> capture He-Man, and they failed. So Skeletor, in, a, in his usual fit of rage, uh, named him by combining them where they would give him all these excuses, and he Skeletor told him, too bad. And he <laughs> cast a spell on him, and they merged, merged together. together. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, my number three is I guess uh, Roboto slash Two Bad. <laughs> uh, my number two is uh, I think you know going kind of going back to the visually stunning on some of these who they just gravitate to. This was probably the first one that ever did that to me. It just had a unique look, unique accessories, unique toy gimmick at the time, and uh, it very much became a fan favorite and. For a lot of people, and you know, he was one of my favorite figures, not just in the original line, but also in the 2002 redesign line, and that was Trapjaw. <laughs> Trapjaw. Uh, just, man, he was just such a cool-looking figure, and the, having the interchangeable w- arms and weapons and having the moving jaw... Uh, he, he looked like a uh, like a pirate. You know? <laughs> yeah. And it was just so cool. And then whenever they redesigned him in the, 
the Four Horsemen redesigning for 2002 line, he was just so, they just, it's like they took everything that was so cool about the original figure and then twisted it and made him look just so much oh, yeah. scary. And I mean, it was just, I, it would probably one of my all time, I mean, if we're going to talk all time favorite figures at some point, he would definitely be in there just for the stunt, how stunning he was. Right. And, uh, yeah, so number two is Trapjaw. Nice. All right. And uh, my number two is also Trapjaw. <laughs> because he, and he was part of, uh, I liked him because he was part of the, uh, was it the second wave? I believe so. Where he and, and Triclops, uh, they had such striking designs. And I remember their, their packaging. I think they were the only two that came with those skull rings, those glow-in-the-dark uh, oh, skull rings. Wow, I forgot about those. Yeah. And, uh, it, it hit, like, this is, like, I, I felt like when the line really went in the full swing. Uh, and it was actually like uh, seeing like a, a character that was more uh, active in the cartoon than some of the other toys that they created, which you didn't necessarily always see in the cartoon. Uh, and I, I liked him. He had the inter- interchangeable arms, which he had. Uh, the the toy had uh, the gun, a hook, uh-huh. like a pirate hook, <laughs> and and then a claw. Yep. And and I would always uh, to me he always had a fourth weapon because if you didn't have anything in his arm, he just had a straight like bazooka looking arm that, that had true. the thing You're that you right. could put the peg in. And uh, then he had the, the little uh, circle thing on top of his helmet, which on the, the, the commercial they would always show like they had a the string, string going through it was... and you could slide him down. Yeah. Like, so all that weight of his body is just like. I think we tried it a couple times. It didn't work very well. Yeah. And I don't think his his mouthpiece, it didn't work like Roboto's. Like, you couldn't move no. his torso. Like, it was just a free moving mouth that you'd have to move up and down. And I liked him, which I, which I don't. I don't think Roboto had either, which I wish he had, which he had a belt that had the the, the loops that you could put yes, uh, two the, of the weapons, the weapons in while the other one was in there. Uh, yeah, and he was just a, just a striking, tough figure for me. So, yeah, Trapjaw is number two. Wow. Uh, okay, so my number two is Fisto. Nice. Um, another one that was just uh, visually appealing to me. He was a big, brawly guy, had this you know purple and silver armor on and it had a beard which yeah. I you know I can't think of any of the other He-Man figures that had facial hair except uh, Man at Arms and even Man at Arms didn't have oh yeah his figure didn't have yeah the oh, cartoon had right. it but the, yeah. toy, the toy just had like a blob of a face, face <laughs> that's right you're right I forgot about that so you know he had this big beard and he had this huge fist you know yeah. and again another one of the things that I liked about him and this is where they reused parts and everything he had the same sword that Triclops did except it was purple oh that's right yeah you know so and I so, guess Jitsu would have had the same sword also yep, he did. yeah he did uh, yeah, Jitsu's was gold and red, I think. Yeah, he was yeah. gold and red, and he had, he was, basically, Jitsu was the opposite of Fisto. Fisto's yeah. same character. But his hand was, uh, it was a karate chop karate hand. Karate chop hand, yeah. You know, but it was gold, because he was gold and red, but, so, I guess Fisto and Jitsu could be interchanged, but yeah. I, you know, they both had very different head sculpts, so, yeah. but other than that, they were practically the same. But it just, like I said, the visually striking, the purple and the silver, the beard, the same sword that I really like from Triclops, and then that huge fist that would just you know you bring it up and it would just slam itself down uh and again just neat gimmick mechanics things that just were really thought out and i don't know if the toy designer said hey i've got an idea for a gimmick let's build a character around it yeah or they said oh i've got a character let's figure out a gimmick for it because the way the characters are named it almost feels like they said oh i've got a gimmick we got a guy with a fist slamming down (laughs) what are we gonna call it Fisto, you know, <laughs> so it's 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 one of those things I'm not too sure about. But yeah. I, 
again, I, I think it's one of the few toy lines where the gimmicks for figures fit so well with the figures, and they were very well thought out, and they were very well executed. Well, and the thing is, with this Stone Jitsu, they're really kind of notorious within Master Universe King, because one, they're like some of the only, with the exception of He-Man and Skeletor, they're the only ones that are really more of the companion pieces. you got to have one with the yeah. other. But it even goes so much further, because again, like He-Man and Skeletor, you have to have Battle Cat and Panthor with yeah. them. Well, with Fisto and Jitsu, they had the robotic horses. Yeah, I forgot about even, the horses. That even though I don't think it was intentional that they were meant to be with Fisto and Jitsu, it seemed natural. Yeah, right. You know, so there was a lot of additional stuff with Fisto and Jitsu that I didn't think about that. You yeah. know, they, they really, they were really. I don't want to say they were. I mean, they were really kind of like the second right human Skeletor <laughs> in the line. You know? Fair enough. I. Uh... And were the horses mechanical? Yes. Yeah. Or they, yeah. I, I remember one had like one hoof was kind of up, wasn't it? But they yeah. were still mechanical. Well, now no, that they didn't move, it they was did. just, it was just the, the legs were static. But they, yeah, one had the hoof up. Yeah. They had uh, you set a guy in it, and they had guns on the front, and then he had a gun like a rear turret. Yeah. And then he had a tailpiece. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, one of them was silver and brown. The other one was black like, and gold. Like black and gold, yeah. Yeah, and I don't even remember, remember their names. Do you remember yeah, the names? I don't, I don't remember. remember the names, but I'm sure we can always look that up later. <laughs> Probably Horso or something like yeah. that. Uh, anyway, so that was that was my number two. Well, my number one is it's another two-parter, and it's only because I feel like you can't have one without the other. And this is, these are the figures that. Established and defined line, and that's the original He-Man Skeletor. You cannot have a Masters of the Universe line without having the He-Man <laughs> Skeletor. And these are the two that started it all. You know, these are the most memorable ones. I mean, every He-Man line they've done since the since the inception has done versions of these figures. Even even with the new adventures, they, they did their own versions, but they were still that was their version of He-Man and Skeletor yeah. to start off the line. So you have. <laughs> You always have to have those two together because they are the linchpins of the toy line, you know. Uh, Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, awesome. my number one, uh, original He-Man and Skeletor. Yeah. My, my number one uh, is Triclops. Ah. And it's for almost for the same reasons as Trapjaw, that they were just a, a part of the, that second wave where they were just so colorful and... and uh, uh, and also, you know, because you know, I had to get the set to complete my my glow in the dark skull ring collection, right. which is odd. That <laughs> no explanation why they had these rings is not like any part of their backstory or anything. I completely forgot about. Yeah, it. yeah I didn't remember at all. <laughs> and uh, and another thing, like I like, you know, he had he had the most awesome sword oh, uh, yeah. of, oh, of, so of cool. the line. Uh, and I remember this. And Chase may have to to help me out on this because uh, I uh, last year uh, at the store I bought. Uh, the Triclops figure. Y'all had a bin full of like old Masters of the Universe figures, and I bought Triclops out of there. And he, you know, he had his sword, and I don't remember. In my knowledge, the the original toys sword was stiff, and and this one was like rubbery. No, they were always rubbery. Was it rubbery? Yeah. Okay, I couldn't it remember was just, that. Just just a more flexible plastic. I mean, to the point, the a little softer plastic than like the He-Man Skeletor sword. But even the He-Man Skeletor swords were a little bit softer plastic. They weren't like a hard plastic. Yeah, no. they had a bunch of different swords in the line, but they were every sword had it was like it was harder or softer than the previous one. Yeah. Because yeah. I remember there was that one sword that came with like the Castle Grayskull or in the weapon packs, mm-hmm. 
and it was stiff. Yeah. Yeah, that that looked like a gladiator type yeah, sword. Yeah, like a standard sword. Yeah, but yeah, Triclops, and I loved his, you know, the spinning eyes, and I can't remember what is what each. I think I probably made up uh, different powers because sure wasn't one of the eyes could like lift something. Or... Well, in the original cartoon, it was like different vision, different types yeah. of vision. Yeah. Then they re- retconned it with the two, 2002 cartoon where it, he had different powers, where it was vision or he could shoot something from yeah. his eye or something. So they. They did change it, and it's just it's just kind of now, yeah. in the original cartoon. He did shoot it, shoot stuff from his eye. I, I don't remember, remember that. I yeah, remember I that. He did. I figured he would, have, he would have I, to. I, I otherwise, think I remember that. I, I mostly remember that with the the two thousand one. Sure, yeah. I, I just remember the cartoon, and I don't think it was any specific eye. I think he could just shoot yeah. beams from his so eye. I, just used... I, I think we're going to have to have a marathon for the classic <laughs> yeah. cartoon. Oh, I don't, I, I don't know if I can go through. I maybe get through like four or five episodes. Oh, Y'all might have no to pick way. some highlights for me. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Highlights I, I give you the I give you the DVD the ten best matches in the universe. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what oh, I, I, I like. He was just a striking figure. I like that he had a place where you could put his sword on the back of his like football player shoulder pads that he had with the weird like cuts in them. Right. Uh, and, and you know he was probably just a, you know he was definitely recycled parts. But that's with, right. With he new... was one of the few figures that they had a place for him to put his sword in yeah. the harness because yeah. He-Man didn't even have yeah. that. Yeah, yeah he, he had to make it up. He had to just like just shove, shove it, shove back, it back, there. back there. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, same with the Skeletor because they had that in the heart, the little heart, but they yeah. didn't have the sheet, so it right. kind of those on the hearts just kind of got stretched. It worked, out. you know, and I, I I don't know whether they intended that or not, but yeah. probably it did not. work, not, yeah. you know, and things like that. So that that's funny. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah, um, but that's why I like, and plus like green, I, I like the color green, so that was always uh, striking to me. And he had like a weird mouth expression, he just, <laughs> and I was like, you could kind of lift his visor up and just see blank. Yeah, like it's just a flat. Well, like like you talked about uh, uh, Cyclone taking the thing off. Wait, I remember taking the eyes off of him. Oh my god, I don't know why. <laughs> Plop, you know, it's because you could. Yeah. <laughs> My favorite one was Rio Blast, and it's the whole cowboy thing, <laughs> and the, the the unique design, the the unique tech, the fact that he was never reused in any shape, form, or fashion. That was really cool. Um, but because you've already mentioned him a lot, the one uh, I will say that another one that I really liked the idea of the character and the mechanic of was Ram. Yeah. Oh yeah. I just love that bounce in motion, and he was another one that was a very unique. Created yeah. design figure. And he, was, he was so basic. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he was one of the get few more basic. ones that was not, he didn't use the construction of the regular line. Right. Yeah. In any shape or like fashion. Even his movable arms were new to that. It's weird that they didn't make an evil Ram Man because with that type of design, you think they're like, let's make an evil well, version. They had a character that was like him, but I, he may have been with the Horde later. Not like him, but it reminds me of him. It's the one that. Uh, Dragster or something like that. Uh, we yeah, had the yeah. big wheel, the on, wheel his on his chest. Yeah. So to me, those were always like similar kind of figures. Yeah. But anyway, so Ram Man. But my my top one was Rio Blast. He was out of all the He Man figures, he was my all time favorite. Yeah. One. Cool. I like Ram Man's axe. Like he had that yeah. weird hand where it just had a hole in it. Just hole in it. I, I remember some a few years ago that someone was uh, buying all the Ram Mans they could because <laughs> they were going to try and make a monopoly off of Ram Man. Oh, and so man. every time he could see a Ram Man, he would buy it. And he <laughs> like had hundreds of Ram Man figures and stuff like that. <laughs> Maybe not the wisest financial choice, but I remember, you know, <laughs> I remember feeling bad for Ram Man in the cartoon because they made him talk like he was like had some screws. I mean, of course, if you, your your primary weapon is your head. <laughs> He's like, okay, the, the, he married. He, he was here. in the state of a constant concussion. Yeah, yeah he, he was the Troy Aikman of the He-Man universe. <laughs> 
The one thing we do, we do like, you know, for listeners to contribute to, to these lists. And uh, I actually had uh, somebody who emailed this list the first time we, we, were, we got together to record a few months ago. And he actually emailed me a few days ago asking, he's like, hey, what's that uh, He-Man episode uh, coming out? Uh, so I want to give out to you uh, on Twitter, at D underscore Huff6. That's uh, two Fs in Huff. Uh, he emailed us uh, a list a while back, and uh, getting to you. Yeah, yeah, he gave us. He didn't give me. I don't know that he put it in the right in in an order. So I'm just gonna go down the list. He did give me a brief description of why he liked you them. You know all. what? At least he didn't have to wait as long on us as the guy who created Photon did to get a figure. Had to get a Photon. This is true. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because that was a a, was the, a fan figure. Fan, it? Yeah, it was the fabulous Photog. Send it in, and we'll get him in an episode or the comic. Or <laughs> get a figure made, and, of then, him. and it wasn't like a couple months later the comic you know or the, well it was to get a figure made and it and he never got the figure made right <laughs> and he, the figure didn't finally get made until the classics line <laughs> i wonder if they found him and gave him a free one because that would have been awesome <laughs> <laughs> so we've got our buddy here at at d underscore huff six if you guys want to follow him his list goes as such uh i'm going to say his number five uh was a web store which is which hey was, he had a he had a figure but we, none of us even thought about adding I said I love the climbing feature. Always thought he was a cool character. Yeah, and he was another. Like, he had a that cool. That was pretty neat. The, the little uh, grappling hook, and you grab the little village, and he would. And he would just shoot. I will up. say, Webster was the one figure I always wanted but never had. Oh yeah, I had him. He came with the that that rifle gun that we talked about earlier. Yeah, and his was bright orange. Yeah, it was. <laughs> he was just um, a cool figure. And he had he he had that chest piece that we talked about that Stinkor Manic. No, he didn't, he didn't have that. His I think chest, he had a he had a oh a you're right new he, I mean he had the back was different but you're right it was just a regular and flat had, piece. but it had the back was with had the the, gra- the backpack with the grappling hook in right it. but yeah. the, the way they made those back and chest pieces is they could be interchangeable the way they stacked yeah. into each other so I was thinking he had the one with the face thing <laughs> so then we'll go his number four was Stinkor <laughs> the, the reason because he smells <laughs> yes he does. <laughs> His uh, number three, which is another one that we didn't put on the the list, which actually is kind of, I never had him, but I think I had a cousin that had him. That was pretty cool. Cobra Con. Oh, never yeah. had him. Yeah, I never. Now, had was him. Cobra Con the one that uh, he, he spit, spit the yeah, water stuff? Spit. Uh, yeah, like he was he essentially was the, a water. I think, I think Donovan had him. He was the first snake related character they yeah. created, and he was originally one of Skeletor's minions. But once they introduced the Snake Man, they re released Cobra Con as a Snake Man. Yeah. Right. So he had like t- dual membership. He he was the bridge between yeah. the evil warriors and the snake men. And he was essentially just like a perfume bottle. You could pop his head yeah. off, pour the water in his chest, stick the head back right. on, and have that squeeze and things. So his, so his reason was uh, the spraying feature and the idea that he could uh, he could mind control people when sprayed. Ah, which I, right. I wasn't aware. I, I that. Remember Did that he do that? Uh, the original idea was he was supposed to spit acid, but for a '80s toy line and he was uh, that's, a cartoon. That's a little graphic. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, he sprays stuff on you. You can mind control. Oh, okay, <laughs> whatever. It's water. <laughs> so let's see. So we've got a web store, Stink or Cobra Con. His number two is a uh, trap jaw. Love the multiple arms. There you go. A lot of love trap, for trap jaw. Yeah, yeah he's been. <laughs> yeah, I was actually surprised how much crossover we had. Yeah, and his, uh, but all for a different reason. Right. His number one was another one that we didn't mention uh, on any of our list was Merman. Oh. His reason is not sure why, but he but he's, he's always Merman. been 
He's always been one of my favorites, the look and the fact that he controlled the sea creatures. <laughs> I liked his sword. He had a really cool He, he had a very unique sword yeah. that they did not reuse for anybody. Mm-hmm. That was I don't even much think his. it was in the weapons packs. No, it was mm-hmm. not. His, yeah. it, that was unique only to that figure. Which is weird. Like, even the Because I have the Maddie Collector version of that, and he just has like a sword that looks like a like kind of like a like a sea sword, like a trident or something like that. Yeah, he doesn't have that, that sword, but he does have multiple heads. He has the... <laughs> Uh, the 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 regular merman head and then the uh, the artwork head. Oh, okay. The, his sword, I remember the old vintage one. I always remember it because it always looked like a corn on the cob. Yeah, there you oh, go. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, yeah, that bright yellow and everything <laughs> like that. And the but shape it, of it. I, it. To me, it always seemed like it was supposed to be like uh, uh, the nose from a sawfish or something. Yeah, you know? oh, that's a good idea. And did his, because the, the handle was a bone, if I yes. remember correctly, but did it have that thing in the front it, that would always break. Yeah, it had yeah. another one of those guard things yeah, that the would guard, always break, yeah. like the He-Man like the Skeletor sword. Yeah. It was like a really fantastically detailed version of the He-Man Skeletor sword yeah. for something from that, that era and everything. And, and yeah. he was one of the ones that I considered because he's another one of those characters visually striking, <laughs> just a really cool-looking yeah. figure. Yeah. So thanks, uh, at D underscore Huff 6, for your good list. awesome list. Yeah, yeah great. He actually had some stuff that we didn't have any crossover on, but still had some cool memories of. I think Merman may have been, like, my third figure after I finally got He-Man. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so if you guys want to contribute lists to the show of these themes, well, we'll put the the theme out ahead of time so you guys can get time to put these together because we understand how hard it is to put these lists together. <laughs> uh, That's the only reason it took us so long to get this recorded, people. We were waiting on trying to get our lists. Yeah, and uh, so, you can, That's it. That's it. <laughs> so you can uh, submit them. You can do it on our uh, Twitter, which is at NearMintFanboys. Uh, Darren emailed, uh, Darren Huff emailed his to NearMintFanboys at gmail.com. That way he could have more space to write his, his reasons in or uh, message us on our Facebook page, which is also at the Near Mint Fanboys. <coughs> Well, that seems to be uh, the bulk of our episode here. Probably did we want to go over any uh, store news or anything like that? So we try to get this uh, episode yeah, out as quickly as we absolutely. We um, got some stuff coming up. Um, uh, Duncanville Bookstore, unofficial sponsor of the Near Mint Fan Lawyers, only because I oh, live there. We're not getting paid for <laughs> advertising. So, uh, Duncanville's Bookstore in uh, Duncanville, Texas. Uh, we are going to have August 5th uh, an in-store sign with Scott LaBelle. Um, he's a writer. Uh, if you read any comics during the nineties, you've at least read one of his more than likely. No, uh, especially X-Men. Especially <laughs> X-Men. Um, most recently he did the, uh, that I know of is that he did the uh, Red Hood and the Outlaws, uh, during the new 52 run. Um, and that was a really good run. Uh, he's a really great writer. Uh, we're looking forward to having him store. He's doing signatures for free uh, up oh, to yeah. a certain point. If you bring like a large stack of comics <laughs> for him to sign, he'll ask for a donation to the Comic Book Defense. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Fund, league, whatever it's called. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then that weekend, uh, this is, sorry, this is August. Uh, he'll be in the store August 5th from uh, 6 p.m. to 8 p.m. Uh, signing books. Um, that uh, the August 6th and 7th, um, he will be at the uh, Dallas Comic Show in Richardson as well uh Duncanville Bookstore will have a booth set up there uh, with some of our nicer items and things like that, stuff that we take to conventions and stuff. So uh, if y'all get a chance, check that out. Uh, I You can look up the information for Dallas Comic Show uh, through uh, the Duncanville Bookstore Facebook page, or you can find it uh, just by Googling the Dallas Comic Show. Um, 
And uh, that's pretty much it. Uh, you know, if you haven't been to the store, um, you should take a look. We've gotten a lot of cool new toys in. As we s- said in this episode, I told Freddie we just got a huge collection of uh, uh, Maddie Collector uh, He-Man figures in. Um, you know, we've gotten a, recently a large collection of uh, DC Universe stuff uh, and yeah. uh, some just about darn near every Marvel legend you can think of <laughs> is in the store as well right now, too. Um, but uh, still have comics and games and a lot of that. So come on in the store. It's uh, You can find us on Facebook. Just look up Duncanville Bookstore. We have our address and information there. We're still working on getting our website up. That's coming. Um, and uh, if you have any questions about that, you can send them through the Near Mint Fanboys Facebook page, and I can direct you to Duncanville Bookstore through there. Um, but uh, feel free to contact us and come into the store. Nice. Like I always say about the store, it's a good way to spend the paycheck, <laughs> which I tend to do. All right, guys. Well, thanks for tuning in to our Masters of the Universe-themed episode. It was a big one. Uh, we hope to hope you guys uh, enjoyed it. Stick with us. we got a lot of stuff coming down the road, uh, so just uh, stay tuned. We're still working on a sign-off. I say we use to be continued. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll see, see you later. He's the meanest wrestler the ring has ever known He'll make you groan, he'll make you moan He'll lay you prone and break your bones Blue side